learning not to hate yourself. Thank you again for tuning in. I am your host, Jonathan Lillick. Uh, today is November 25th, 2016, and we're joined in here together today for episode three. Uh, that's right, we made it all the way here. It's incredible and in highly unlikely. Uh, and joining me today, for the first time ever, our very special guest, Travis Corman. Travis, how are you doing? Hey, uh, not too bad. Thanks for inviting me in. You are most welcome, sir. Uh, so, if anybody listened to the last episode, uh, we changed the format up a little bit there where Chelsea came in, uh, executive producer of this podcast, Chelsea Martin, who we'll, we'll, we will mention as many times during every episode as we can just to reinforce that stir, uh, that kind of feeling of her being here. Uh, hey, Chelsea. Hello, Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, she came in with a bunch of questions and everything to ask me and kind of, uh, give the listener a better idea of what we're trying to do here. Uh, Trav, you don't have any questions prepared as far as I know. No, I no, uh, no, I haven't really done anything. The only thing I brought was, I'm supposed to mention Jasmine, Pierogi and her horses. Okay. So hopefully they're listening somehow. Well, I'll edit that out Thanks. and uh, post because... <laughs> That's not what this is about. This is about me, not your girlfriend, Jasmine. Um, So everyone might be wondering, uh, John, who is this guy sitting across from you and why is he here? Uh, All good questions. Uh, Travis is my best friend. And since this is a podcast about me mainly and about me dealing with my life, uh, Travis has been a big part of that. So (laughs) I figured he'd be a good option for the next person in here just to kind of get an idea of what's actually going on. So, um, we could go about this a couple of ways. I think we'll start by getting to know Trav a little bit better. So, Trav, I have prepared some questions for you all, all right. of the way Chelsea <laughs> did for me. Um, and don't feel any pressure to have to feel... Pressure? Like you, yeah, like <laughs> if you have to feel like you have to answer these right away, not a big deal. Um, just a better idea of, of who we are as a, as a pair of friends, just old <laughs> chums. Um, so, uh, one of the things that came up last time, one of the questions Chelsea asked is how you and I met. So do you remember how we met? Uh, just not really. No, <laughs> just, I know it was in a uh, long time ago in school and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So grade <laughs> two, I think was yeah. the first time we met, right. um, which I won't say the name of the school cause I don't want people to track down where we live. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we met in grade two and I, I also don't really remember how it started. Like, I don't know who approached who <laughs> first or anything like that. I, I think in, in grade two, like, who keeps track of that kind of shit, right? Like, nobody nobody actually looks at it and says, oh, yeah, this is how we met and everything. It's not it does not important. It's just like, hey, we were two people who happened to some, have some of the same interests, yeah. and we decided it would be a cool idea if we hung out a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you happened to live really close <laughs> to the school, and so did I, so it was super easy for us to just get together whenever yeah. we wanted to, um, and we ended up doing that quite a bit. Yeah, it sure helps when you're only two minutes away. Exactly, ahead, so. yeah. Uh, when you Before you had cars or anything like that, when you just had your bicycles, it makes it a lot easier to kind of just get together and have fun. So that's what we did. Uh, I've, there's no like grand story behind that. Like, like I don't have like a huge, I don't know. Like there's no epic tale yeah, of our origin story. Role. Like there's no like, oh, you know, I almost hit like Travis got hit by a car and I gave right. him my kidney or something like that to keep <laughs> him alive. Funny, I was about to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and now and now now that's how that's how we're together. Uh, and we th- think exactly alike. Yeah, yeah. Part of me is inside him, and, and I'm inside him. <laughs> yeah, right now. Right now. put that in your pipe and smoke it dearest listeners um so that basically covers my first two questions third question uh i think this is going to be a way i kind of start the interview with most people is uh, who are you 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, how to answer that, to be honest. Um, that also seems to be a theme that's going on. <laughs> Everyone yeah. so far, Chelsea had about the same answer, and I had about the same yeah. answer. It's not that easy of a question when it gets no, thrown at you, I, as it turns out. It, fortunately, you have to kind of know me to know who I am. Which <laughs> makes sense, but uh, yeah, I know it maybe later because uh, all right, I'm not sure how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so I would consider us to be best friends. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much since since grade two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it just kind of made sense, I think. And, you know, we get together with Jared's families, and it's a big whole thing. It's a big, sappy story. Um, why are we best friends, Trav? Is it because we have the same interests? Because <laughs> I, I think I, I look at some of the stuff we're into, and a lot of it is the same, but I wouldn't say all of it is necessarily. Um, music specifically, I think we like a lot of the same music, but you like country music particularly, where I can't stand it. Yeah, to be honest, the country music thing is starting to die down pretty quick. Um well, it's fucking garbage right now. Right. Like, I was into it. I think, you know, the older stuff I'm still into, but now it's just, I think they call it stadium country music yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just fucking... All pretty much the same. It's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I was into really early... Johnny Cash right. and, you know, those kind of early guys where... Uh, country music is supposed to be depressing and those guys were the right kind of sadness for that music yeah. to make sense. Now it's like, oh, well, yeah. you paid $60 to get a ticket to my really expensive <laughs> exactly. light show uh, where I talk about pickup trucks and betting women and drinking beer uh, <laughs> and trying to relate to an audience that it is physically impossible for them to relate to me because I'm a millionaire and exactly. most of them are working class people who still listen to this uh, kind of religious doctrine bullshit. So, yeah, I, I turned off from country music pretty early and haven't really gone back. Um, so, uh, next question. Are we the same person? Uh, the, no. No? No. I, I think we got some differences. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think, but yeah, generally the same. You know, we got the same, we're in the same things, music somewhat. And I mean, if it was all the same, we'd be pretty boring, right? So That's true. Yeah, I think our differences are what make it interesting, actually. Yeah, exactly. We're into a lot of the same video games and anime and crap like that. And, and hey, heads up, everybody. Today's going to be a pretty video game-centric episode because uh, I I really tried to look at the news and try and find something interesting to talk about, but it's so depressing right now that I really have a hard time actually doing it. Um, so most of the stuff I was looking at today involved video games, and that's mostly what we're going to be talking about. Um, cool with me. Yeah, yeah, good, because that's something we do totally have in common. Uh, are there any other things you can think of that we don't have in common? Like, uh, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. What kind of porn do you watch? Uh, I mean, uh, I've been getting, I'm uh, trying feminist porn. So is that, I don't know. What yeah, neither do I really. Uh, if you look <laughs> so up. So are they always on top? Or are they always in control? That's, that's what okay. I was thinking. No, <laughs> it's supposed to be like, I don't know, after porn, after you watch porn, sometimes you feel bad because you're like, that girl probably didn't want to be doing that. And this is probably a <laughs> shitty job that she has to do. And also her life can't be going very well for herself. Right. Um, feminist porn seems to be like, hey, these women are sex positive and they're also porn positive and they like are their own managers usually. And they they seem to be very much into the thing that they're doing and they only do stuff that they want to do for amounts of money that they are comfortable <laughs> yeah. with. Um, and it, it's a usually, um, well, the stuff I've seen so far is a lot of just single girl by herself kind of doing different stuff in her, like her bedroom and she's got like a little studio set up. Right. It's not like go to a set, do this thing, get yeah. paid the money. It seems less 
filthy afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it's still like it's pornog- still pornography is gross regardless <laughs> of what you do. There's no way around that, unfortunately. But this makes me feel a little less shitty about myself <laughs> afterwards. That's what I'm into. Good There's, question, yeah. Trev. I'm gonna, paid, so. I'm gonna add that to the list of stuff. <laughs> uh, so the last question I have written down for you specifically is: uh, Is our friendship constantly on the verge of coming to a violent end? Is no. that why we're friends? No, no, no. No, no. I think uh, I mean there'll be the odd silence, you know, drift off for a week or part. But I know I can always text you or call you. So I think I think that's why it's still around. I, I think you and I, have, like, so Trav and I, we've lived near each other basically our entire lives, um, which I know a lot of a lot of friends don't get to do that. Like, you, I, I heard people talking about, oh, yeah, I, I left my hometown and all my friends are back there and my best friend is back there. And when I get married, I'll he'll be my best man and that's the next time I'll see him yeah. kind of idea. We've had the unique uh, kind of perspective to constantly be within walking distance of each other, like, regardless of what's going on. And that's good, but it also means that we don't really feel the compulsion to like talk to each other every day, I guess. No. no. Yeah. And it's so much easier to hang out on online on the PlayStation. Exa- exactly. <laughs> like, like that's the real kicker is that it's way easier to just turn on our, our PS4s and play Overwatch together as opposed to coming over to someone's house and doing something, right. um, which is good and bad. Well, um, I miss that a lot, actually. But. Yeah. I, I mean, I miss the old days of uh, when we were kids and we used to set up LAN parties at your place. Um, like when the original Xbox, we got a couple of those together okay. and, and just... You, we you you happen to have like a bunch of TVs in the house, <laughs> so we we would split it so that one group of one party was down in the basement and one party was on the mid level, right. and we would run fucking the longest cables we could find Ethernet cables. How many cables? Uh, are, like I don't I, I don't know how at that age we managed to pull that <laughs> off because I don't think we were that technically proficient, but we did it. We had just I, don't, I think two or three boxes, and then uh, here's some routers here's and, some and we're gonna, yeah and <laughs> some duct tape, and we're gonna jerry rig this fucker together. Run it down the stairs. Yeah, and, and we <laughs> had four on four LAN yeah. matches on the original Xbox for Halo right. 1. Um, that was that was us really using our ingenuity to get as many friends as we could into the same spot <laughs> to do the thing that we all wanted to do. Before This was before we really had like really high-speed internet access oh, yeah. or anything like that. Like You kids out there don't know how hard it was, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, know I, what a landline is. Exactly. I, I remember, I remember like, the first real online game that I played was like Killzone 1 on the PlayStation 2 and getting that thing to run was <laughs> a challenge that fucking incredible like I, I like I still don't really understand how I did it I think I had to get like one of my family friends who was an IT specialist to come over and help me hook it up because um, I, I didn't know what I was doing now it's so fucking easy and you have no idea um yeah, okay, so that's the the get-to-know-you portion of the show, I guess. Um, I, I could go into these questions if you wanted to, like the stuff that Chelsea threw at me. Um, uh, what's your best childhood memory? Uh, I know I got a few. Um, well, I'm going to say for sure when, you know, trampoline, adventures on the trampoline, that can, uh, that little, uh, those are pretty fun. Uh, hurt some wrists, you know. The fighting was pretty fun, too, because you can actually hit each other without uh, hurting each other. <laughs> yeah, trampolines uh, make you feel invincible for some reason, <laughs> and, and it makes you want to just yeah. hurt each other. I don't know why. Uh, little violent boys, 12 years old, just fucking hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good until you fell off, and then, or, uh, well, in my, our case, I guess the trampoline we had, there's some springs missing, so there's a lot of whole gaps in the actual trampoline and falling through them. And <laughs> <laughs> that's when it got a bit rough, but, uh, yeah, no, I... I we got a few. There's some good times. Stuff at the cabin. Yeah. So, yeah, Trav, Trav's family owns a cabin out at Grand Beach, uh, and I got to spend a couple of my summers out there uh, when we were on vacation, which was really fun. We got to do a lot of crazy shit. 
Um, I'm sure you have a lot of cabin stories that you don't want to get into because no. as you grow up there, I, that environment sounds yeah, like a some things you, fucking nightmare. Um, if you could live inside a TV show or movie, what would it be? Uh, I think The Office. Yeah, I think, I think I'd have a good time working really? at the office. Yeah, out of all know. out of all the possibilities of like fantastical worlds, you oh. want you want to work at a paper company? Okay, well, okay, let's say the more realistic. <laughs> like I feel like oh, like you could actually live there. Yeah, yeah, like I feel the like I feel like I can get along with Jim pretty good. All right, uh, and Dwight Dwight's a pretty good guy. That's a that's a more yeah, like, reasonable answer than yeah. I was kind of expecting. I said Pokemon. Okay, no, that see that if we're going in that way, then yeah, for sure Pokemon uh-huh. or. Uh, Metabots would be Metabots. pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that was fucking amazing. Let's give these kids military-grade yeah, weaponry exactly. and artificial intelligence yeah. and not talk about it and just make them battle. <laughs> that, that Metabots. F- sure that. <laughs> uh, it depends, too. Like, I don't want to die, so I wanna, I'd say Dragon Ball Z, but I mean... Everyone fucking dies. Everyone dies. Mo- and so. we'd probably be humans in there, and at some point yeah. we just don't become useful anymore. Exactly. We'd be... Yamchas and Krillin of the world. <laughs> We change for Satan or Satan or whatever that guy's name <laughs> Mr. is. Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan. <laughs> That's good. Uh, definitely not The Walking Dead, though. No? Don't watch that show anymore, but uh, definitely not that, because I think we'd fall apart quick more quickly than uh, TV shows give us a chance to. So. I mean, I mean, yeah, anything post-apocalyptic. Maybe Adventure Time, but yeah. but even then, uh, like that's not probably an actually good place to, <laughs> to live. Yeah, okay. I, 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 other questions are pretty me-specific, so I don't think we're going to get into them, so we'll try and just suss this out and get uh, get to know you a little bit better uh, with some other ways. Um, so stuff that I have organized to talk about today. Uh, didn't really have a lot of time to prep. I know I had two weeks. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Working full-time is, is really taking up my time, so I don't have a lot of prep work for these things anymore. I'm going to try and get better at that in the future. Um Let's talk video game news. Video game news. So, so <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I should get I should get music. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and conscript someone to to make me some fucking music for this thing. Because um, right now I'm just I'm stealing <laughs> I'm stealing music, but I don't I don't think they can come after me because I'm not making money on it. So legally they don't have a, a foot to stand yeah, on. Okay. Well, how about the video <laughs> game news time? It's good. I'll, I'll edit that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll auto tune it and I'll make it sound really good. Right on. <laughs> uh, so November's been a big month for games. Lots of stuff is coming out. Um, we're getting near the end of the year, so people are trying to get ready for the Christmas season. A lot of crap is coming out. Um, I don't really care about any of that. What I want to talk about is the uh, shit that's going on <laughs> in terms of of. Um, let's talk about, uh, Hey, okay. So this is a new segment. Uh, this is called, Hey, Ubisoft, what the fuck is happening over there? Are you guys okay? Do you need me to come over? What's going on? Because in the last, it seems like two weeks, uh, Ubisoft, a bunch of their games have been going through some weird shit. So they just released Watch Dogs 2, uh, which is the sequel to Watch Dogs, which came out in 2015, I think, uh, it was a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, exclusive. Uh, it might've come out for the PC. I'm not sure. The trailers for that game, when I originally saw it, I don't know if you remember them, um, I was really excited about them and was like, holy shit, that game looks fucking incredible, and that, that looks like a reason to go out and buy a PlayStation 4. Game came out, didn't do well critically, didn't do well from a fan standpoint. Like, the game's just a pretty standard uh, open-world Grand Theft Auto-style game with some weird yeah. um, cyberpunk hacking uh, game yeah, mechanics. Changing fucking 
Streetlights, cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, like apparently the story is not great. Like the main character, like his whole reason for doing the stuff he does. His name's I think his name's Aiden Pierce or something like that. I never actually played the game. Continuing the trend of me talking about games that I haven't played yet. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. But again, don't have a lot of time but these days. But they're honest opinions. They're honest opinions. So they're honest opinions based from uh, absolutely no knowledge <laughs> of any real world experience. But yeah, Aiden Pierce. So like the game starts with him like he's like a cy- super sleuth cyber hacker. Uh, in this near future world where everything is connected to the internet, um, like street lamps, so the whole world is online basically, so you can hack just about anything. Um, and it starts with him like robbing or doing some shit to the mob, uh, and then the mob comes after his family and like kills his family. And then so he, like and then every he, other video game. Yeah, well, but then he decides he needs to get revenge on them. And oh, it's okay. like it's like but. But the only reason the mob came after you is because you're a, a shitbag yeah. who did something bad to them. And then he's all like, no, I have to get revenge on them. It's like, no, you did this to yourself. Like, literally everything that he does in that game is setting up his own villains to succeed. And he creates all of his own problems. And it's like, it's really hard to to kind of care about this character yeah. who is an asshole throughout the entire game and then gets his comeuppance in the end. Um, I mean, that's one problem on top of many problems that the game had. So Watch Dogs 2 comes out. Um, set in San Francisco, apparently it's a pretty accurate rendering of San, Fran- San Francisco um, from people that I've heard about it who live there who, who talk about the game. Uh, and you play as a totally new character, although they do talk about Aiden Pierce a little bit. They kind of like, oh, he's like this really crazy old school hacker guy. Um, you think the trolleys run faster on depending on the internet speed? Or? I don't know, Trav. I, I haven't really gotten into the details. You know, of, like, of, I wonder if like if the speeds down the trolleys. Just yeah, down. yeah. We have to restart the router on these, the router. on these trolleys <laughs> because <laughs> one of the crazy things you can do with that game is if you're like trying to get away from the cops or something like that, you can set up a trap where if you if you get near a steam pipe that's underneath the ground or something like that, you yeah. can set it off to explode and like shoot no, the cars okay. everywhere. And it's like okay, why does that steam pipe yeah. have Wi-Fi? Like, yeah, why is it what what, what possible reason does that connectivity make any yeah. sense and why would there be a button that you could press that would make it explode good job watchdogs yeah, exactly um but we're not going to talk about today, today. And what we're going to talk about in watchdogs 2 i don't know if you saw this trav um but apparently some so some there was guys streaming the game right as people are doing these days uh and he had set up a thing where he, he put up a whole bunch of bombs in an area and blew up this like entire city block or something like that right. and it sent all these npcs just ragdolling over all over the place one of them was this woman who's wearing a short skirt and when he looked at her she had a fully modeled vagina <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of detail that's good just <laughs> uh, like an immense amount of detail someone took the time to model this npc's vagina for some reason i don't know why uh well you know what if should have been looking up a skirt i think that's well uh, this was an accident and, and so he so this guy starts posting these screenshots to like twitter and stuff uh, and then ubisoft bans him from from <laughs> from, from streaming the game because <laughs> they're like you were showing lewd content uh, yeah in our video game. but it's their game yeah i don't understand yeah and then a bunch of other people start uh, well uh, some other people start showing up with videos of like one's like a i'll post a video in the in the links on the on the podcast of a guy just basically a totally nude man standing in a corner just just junk in hand basically completely completely <laughs> fucking naked backing off just and just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like hey this is a totally accurate accurate depiction <laughs> this is a totally accurate, accurate depiction of san diego <laughs> holy, holy shit or sorry san francisco san i should francisco, say not not yeah. san diego san francisco um but yeah, like yeah this, is, yeah this is too real to life there's <laughs> shit on the ground and there's a homeless guy jerking off in the corner i feel like i'm there um and so <laughs> so yeah this guy gets banned for showing something that 
hey, a uh, guy who modeled that lady's vagina, why did you do that? <laughs> like, was that a mandate from the company? Like, we need to make our models as real as possible. And was it? Was it like? Was the vagina in your mind? Did you? Did you look at a vagina? The, yeah. Did you have a bunch just, of reference pictures? You know, is there? A, is there a computer somewhere in the Ubisoft offices? Where they have a file folder yeah. that just says vagina references. Like if I made a character and I want to random vagina, could I hit a button and, and it just does that? There's just a bunch of random vaginas. <laughs> like, like why would why would you a? It's obviously, so this is something that no one was ever supposed to see. Okay, fine. Yeah. Why would you go to the trouble of modeling if that's the case? Right. Why aren't all the why aren't all of those model character models just Ken dolls? Why like why would you <laughs> yeah. why would you put a dick and balls on this or, guy? Or you know. Shorts, shorts or, underneath or the skirt. Like literally, you know? yeah, like <laughs> underwear that can't come off or something yeah. like that. This seems like something that we should have had figured out by now in this point in video yeah. game development. Um, and the other reason we're talking about Ubisoft is because they just released the Ezio collection, which is a collection of the three uh, Assassin's Creed games, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and what's the other one? Revelations? I forget what the last Doesn't one matter. is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, there, uh, people say that they're the best uh, uh, Assassin's Creed games out there, which I I can kind of agree with. I, I agree till probably the second one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, the yeah number two is good. Um, the yeah the, the second one of the series is good. The third one kind of goes off the rails, and I don't know how to feel about it. Well, how much can you really do? You know, like. So yeah, these are these were games that came out on, on out. the Xbox 360 and everything, and it's like okay, yeah, they look fine. So they remastered them and put them in this collection where you can get all three of them together. For some reason, and I don't know why this is the case, uh, everything about this game looks way fucking worse than it did in the original, <laughs> in almost every aspect. Like yeah, some of the textures are a little bit better, a little sharper, um, but it, it it it's upscaling in a weird way. And then the really crazy part is a lot of the character animations are are way worse than they were before. Like watching Ezio climb up buildings yeah. looks terrible now, and I don't know why. And I'm pretty sure he's not even climbing. He's just he's just kind of like transporting himself yeah. up a wall. He's not really touching anything. He's just kind of no use of his legs. No, it's he's just all just arms. all arms. It's just all upper body strength. I mean, he's a strong guy probably, yeah. but still, it looks fucking crazy. Those remastered arms are amazing. And then the kicker, uh, so Polygon put up a, an article, polygon.com, good place to go for video game news if you're interested. Uh, and I'll, again, I'll post this in the in the notes in the, on the episode. Uh, for some reason, some of the character models totally changed, and one guy in particular during a cutscene looks like he was drawn in MSN paint and then posted <laughs> on top of these characters. Uh, it's really fascinating. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they went from a totally normal-looking man to this horrible monster that looks like it was done by a four-year-old. Uh, it's fucking incredible. And I just gotta ask, what the fuck is going on, Ubisoft? <laughs> what is happening over there? This is insane. I made the exact same character, I think, on Oblivion. Yeah, like, like, like the, it, 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 it totally. It looks like a, a create a character from a Bethesda game that yeah. you spent a lot of time on making it look bad purposely. And sorry, like a, an old Bethesda, an game. old Bethesda, like <laughs> Morrowind. We're talking yeah. about like it's really polygonal, crazy big lips. His yeah. eyes are dis- disproportionate to his head. I'm gonna adjust the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't fucking get it, man. <laughs> So yeah, that's my that's my new segment. Uh, hey Ubisoft, what the fuck is happening over there? Yeah, maybe we'll continue that segment as more things happen at Ubisoft. What the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? I don't know, guys. Um, so let's keep with the video game thing. Uh, Trav, what games are you playing right now? Uh, well, I'm kind of busy with life right now, so I'm kind of stuck to the same video games. I'm definitely not planning to get Skyrim yet because 
Skyrim that's, Remastered uh, came out, and I yeah. just I bought it today. Everyone for everyone's uh, just, information. You know, at least three hundred hours of time. I just yep. can't spend yet. I'm hopefully. I think between uh, between the two of us, we've probably spent collectively six hundred hours oh, in, yeah. that, in that no, video can, game. Yeah, easy for sure. Um, which is uh, sounds like a lot, and, and you're right. It is a lot, listener, dearest <laughs> listener. Um, if you think that that's a, an inordinate amount of time to spend in a video game. You're right. It is. There's a lot to do in that game, yeah. and I think between the two of us, we've done and seen pretty much everything that game has to offer. <laughs> but not in remastered. But not so, in remastered. So, so I have to see everything again. Got to do it again. I got to make uh, sure it's all remastered. So I bought it again. <laughs> it was on sale. To be fair, I mean that doesn't. I'm trying to justify my my terrible purchasing habits. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I don't get fucking sucked into it again. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not planning to play through the whole thing. I just want to do bits and parts of it and kind of go through it and and, and maybe work on it yeah, over time. Platinum trophy, platinum <sighs> trophy. Trav, so platinum trophy. So Trav, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man, because we play a lot of the same games, but it always seems like you play them a hell of a lot faster and more efficiently <laughs> than I do because you platinum a lot more games than I do. And for those out there who don't know what platinum a game is, uh, on the PlayStation and the Xbox, it started on the Xbox, they have these things called achievements, or on the PlayStation, it's trophies. And basically, when you hit certain milestones in games or you do certain things, um, it will unlock a little... It's hard. To, it's, it's a little digital badge, basically, that you get um, that shows that you did this thing, and it tells you when you did it. And, and on the PlayStation, it actually gives you percentages of like how many people have actually done this, and if it's rare or something like that. And you get a point value that goes towards your total trophy points, it doesn't actually do anything. Like, like just there's a bragging rights. It's, it's just a thing that you could do if you wanted to. Like, you can't use the points for anything. It doesn't affect the game at all inside the actual game. It's just a dumb little fun extra thing that you can do. And if, uh, if you put the time in and the effort and you're skilled enough, you can, if you get all of the trophies in a single game, you get the platinum trophy, which is mean you completed 100% of all the trophies possible. I've done this for one game on the PlayStation, uh, I did it on the play- PS3 right before the, I, I bought a PlayStation 4 because I knew it was going to be the last game I played on PS3. And I figured I'm just going to platinum one game because I feel like I should do that. Uh, and it was Nino Kuni, which is a, a Japanese role-playing game made by the people who uh, uh, do the Miyazaki films. The Studio Ghibli had a hand in it. Um, really, really fucking good game. Really time-consuming trophy. I, I put probably 200 hours into that game to get that trophy, and it wasn't worth it. Um, that's a good way to ruin a video game. If you if you like a, if you have a video game that you really like and you want to not like it anymore, play it for two hundred hours. I dare you to still like it at the Except end. Except for Skyrim. Except for Skyrim. Skyrim, Skyrim is eternal. Uh, Fallout. I've, I I was ne- you. You've always been bigger on the Bethesda games than I yeah. have. You've you've platinumed. I think all the Fallout games, well, all the recent ones. Most recent, not the DLC, but yeah, the well, recent ones for sure. Yeah, uh, and I don't know how you did that because it took it, like especially Fallout Four. It took everything I had to try and beat that <laughs> fucking game. Uh, cause at some point I just got bored of it and I just trugged my way through the last like four and a half hours of it and just mainlined all the, all the, all the story quests and finished it. And I was like, well, I'm never playing this fucking thing again and threw that in the trash. Uh, it's not a bad game by any means. It just, I don't know. It didn't click with me in the way some of the other Fallout games have. There were definitely, uh, things missing in the most recent Fallout than compared to the third one. Yeah. Even uh, Vegas. Also, it just doesn't run great in the PS4. That, like there are a lot of parts of right. it that I just don't think look very good, and uh, the save frame very rate, often. <laughs> the frame rate gets really almost unplayable. Right. Like we're talking like sub 20, 15 frames a second, and it's like oh, I don't even know what's happening anymore, right. uh, and just wasn't fun by the end of it. So, yeah, whatever. 
Um, but yeah, yeah I, like I don't know where you find the time <laughs> or the effort to do it because you we're like we'll start a game at the same time, yeah. and like a week later you'll be thirty percent farther into it than I was, and I'm like I don't know how you do it, man. Well, the trick is just right after work order a pizza and keep playing. Sit down and <laughs> yeah. give her. Make sure the girlfriend's happy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, see, there's the thing. I don't have a girlfriend, <laughs> and up until recently, didn't have a full-time job, so theoretically, I had way more time to do this than you did, yeah. and you still fucking managed to beat me at it, <laughs> and it pisses me off. Well, I got a pretty small library of games, too, right now, so I think that affects it. I mean, you're you're changing games every once in a while. You're That's playing true. different ones. For me, once I get a game, I really don't play any other game until I complete it or do as much as I want in it. So I kind of do one game at a time. Meanwhile, you're kind of all over the place, you know, That's true. gradually. I think technically in the fucking long run, which would be a very long time, we all end up at the same time. I, think we'd I guess so, same, yeah. You know, yeah I, I guess so, yeah. Uh, you're, you're probably right. I do kind of, I, I don't know. I have ADD or something like that. I can't <laughs> I can't sit there and like play 10 rounds of Overwatch in, in, yeah. in a row. I have to like... Well, it loses that excitement, you know? It does, yeah. I have to kind of sparse it up between like, okay, I'm going to play an RPG. I'm going to play a first-person shooter. Yeah, I'm going to play sure. Stardew Valley, um, which let's talk about Stardew Valley. Uh, greatest thing since the Harvest ho- Moon. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Trav and I growing up, we, we fell in love with Harvest Moon 64, which is an incredible, amazing, game. amazing fucking game. <laughs> um, which anyone who doesn't know what the Harvest Moon games are, it, explaining it won't make it sound cool, no. but just stay with me. So it's a farming simulator game, but it's like an anime farming simulator <laughs> game. Basically, you get... Usually, I think all the games pretty much follow the same plot line of like, hey, your grandfather or some person in your family bequeathed you a farm in this small, sleepy valley town. Um, (laughs) Lots of stumps and rocks. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't been taken care of in a long time, so it's kind of in a shitty condition. You show up, start your first day there, clearing out rocks and stumps and trying to get some crops growing and everything like that. And then you start to meet the townspeople and you grow relationships with them and you start building out your farm bigger and bigger, building greenhouses and all these different buildings and everything like that. Um, and then eventually become getting married and having kids and doing all these town events and everything like that. Stardew Valley is taking that basic formula and then taking it to the nth degree where it really just turns everything up to 11. Um, Particularly the people in those town or in that town are way more developed than anything I've ever seen in a, in a game like this. Um, They have, really crazy stories the world is much bigger so like the, the game only takes place in this small town and a couple of side areas as well that you can unlock later but it never delves out from that but it talks about the world surrounding it like in the like i just got to my second year recently and in that time frame uh a new townsperson showed up and it's this guy who was a, a he's in the army and he was out fighting a war against another country in a different country and they never really go into the specifics no. of that war or anything like that. But you talk to this guy when he comes back, and he seems like he has PTSD or something like that. And, and, the fir- and well, the, for me, the first, of course, the first girl I go for is the one with the army guy. Yeah, already married. So she's, she's, oh, yeah. she's crossed off. <laughs> she did not get any more eggs from me. <laughs> so if you, if you wanna if you wanna gain people affect gain people's affection in this game, what you have to do is present them with presents. Um, and they have lists of like, okay, this person likes such and such a thing. This person likes certain kinds of flowers. This person likes likes goat cheese or something like yeah. that. Uh, and then Back you from g- behind and stuff. yeah, and then you and then you gain hearts, uh, and eventually you can develop relationships relationships with them, either either being like romantic or just friends or something like that. And it unlocks more story missions. Um, the one that really stood out for me uh, was this guy. I forget his name. Uh, I forget his name, but he he was one of the he's one of the villagers. He like lives at home with his his parents, 
Um, and you see him in the bar every night, basically, and he's just constantly drinking. <laughs> and as you get, and the, which is kind of fucked up, but but as you gain uh, hearts with him, eventually you unlock some story missions with him. And one of the first ones is that you you walk into his home and you find him passed out on the floor because he's been drinking all night. Uh, and it ends with you taking him to the local hospital and like him getting his stomach pumped <laughs> oh, and everything shit. like that because he almost died from alcohol poisoning. Uh, and the fucked up thing is that the way I was getting him to like me was buying him beers every night at the, at the tavern. <laughs> so the reason he's yeah. in there is because you're... And I was like, oh, I feel really bad moves. about this. <laughs> and then the more hearts you get, the more stories you unlock with him. And the one the, the one that I just did is that eventually you find him in the forest standing on a fucking cliffside, totally drunk out of his mind, about to kill himself. And you talk him down from doing that. <laughs> and then Was there like, an option though? Like could you Well, so they they give you dialogue options. Um and I think I don't think there was an option where like he would actually jump off oh, the cliff. Okay. I don't think I don't think the game is gonna let that happen. I don't think anyone like it's an intense game, but it's not that, that intense. Okay. Like it's not gonna have someone commit suicide. Um, I kinda hope there was one where it's just go ahead. Do it. I, I mean there's there's an, there's an answer that's kind of like that, <laughs> but but even then I don't think he would actually do it. Um, but, but yeah, I, I talk him down and then a couple of days later he comes and he's like, Hey, I don't even really remember what happened that night. It was pretty crazy, doesn't. huh? Yeah. And then I, I, you can choose to explain what happened to him or you cannot. And I chose to explain to him. He's yeah. like, Oh, that was pretty crazy, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, it totally was. That's fucking weird that you did that. Drink, you fuck. Yeah. yeah. And, and then well, that's the thing after that, he still shows up at the bar every night <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with you, man. <laughs> like I'm, keep your beer. Yeah, I'm doing my best here, but uh, you might be a lost cause. And then there's this whole other aspect of like there's magic in this world. So like you, uh, one of the things is you can go into a dungeon that they have, and it's just this big mine that has like I don't know 150 floors that you can go down into, and you fight monsters in there and find magic. And there's gnomes and stuff that you can talk to. Um, game's really good. Can't recommend it enough. Still playing it. Cheap too right now. Actually, Re- yeah, on sale. It, yeah. So today's Black Friday for anyone who doesn't know, which I think is a thing they have in the United States also. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's if it's just a I Canada that thing. It is actual today. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, everything's on sale. Um, Steam's having a huge fucking sale. P- uh, the PlayStation Network is having a huge sale, which I just bought like in the last two game two days. I just bought six fucking video games that I don't have time to play, um, but I got them all for dirt cheap, so I don't feel too too bad about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, oh, the other gaming news is uh, Persona 5 got delayed. So, Trav, I know you don't care about Persona. Nope. Um, you've never really been big into Japanese role-playing games, traditional Japanese role-playing yeah, games. Really. You like Dark Cloud, which, that was pretty good. which is weird because Dark Cloud seems like a game that you wouldn't be into, but you really enjoyed yeah. that game. The first one is very frustrating, though. Uh, right up until the point where <laughs> that game fucks you, yeah, uh, hard, real hard. Like, yeah, real, yeah, real hard. Th- that game, like, it has like a procedurally generated dungeons, and when you get down to like what they tell you is the last level of that dungeon, uh, which is really, really hard to do because you're like weapons degrade and all that shit. Trav, get, I was there when you did this. Trav gets <laughs> to the gets to the last dungeon. He's been working on this game for fucking yeah. probably months. Actually, beat the last boss. Like probably months. You've been doing this. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, uh, do it again. Yeah. But this time the dungeon's harder. And there's a hundred more floors. And there's a hundred more floors. <laughs> and I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you quite so angry about something before. Well, like, I just wanted credits. To be honest, the amount of time I put in, I just wanted to beat the boss. And I wanted credits. And Black screen. Video. Yeah. Show, show the fucking like names over. of the developers. Yeah. And, and it's over. Like, and thank I, you. I'm done. I'm I can glad I bought this game. Put this one yeah. in the box. Put it back <laughs> on the shelf. Fond memories. Right. But no... <laughs> 
hey, do you remember what was fun about that game? Well, let's throw all that out the yeah. window and have you do it again, but exactly. it's harder this time. And impossible. Yeah. Um, so Trap doesn't play a lot of JRPGs, um, like the Final Fantasy series he never really got into, but I think we're both going to pick up Final Fantasy 15 when it comes out right. um, and play that because it looks pretty fucking I think cool. I, I think I'll pick up uh, the remake of 7 too there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's going to be a whole other thing. Um, we can talk about that later too. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, but yeah, okay, so Persona 5, the Persona game, the Shin Megami Tensei games, um, really amazing. Uh, I played Persona 4 Golden last year. Again, 200 hours into that game, easy. Um, fucking amazing, really, really loved it. If you guys are into weird Japanese culture and you want to know what it's like to live in a small Japanese town as a high school student, not a bad way to go. Uh, also, if you want to go into a television to fight demons, also a good place for that. Um, so I've been super excited for Persona 5 coming out. Original release date was February 14th of next year, which is Valentine's Day. So my plan was, I don't have a girlfriend, book <laughs> off Valentine's Day from work, go buy Persona 5 and spend all day playing Persona sounds 5. Sounds like a date, John. Sounds yeah, that like sounds date. like my most romantic <laughs> thing that I could do. Candle, some dinner. Yeah, and now it got pushed back to April 4th, so they have ruined that plan for Thanks me. Thanks for ruining Valentine's Day. The only saving grace, yeah, the only saving grace that I had, the only thing that could probably keep me from being depressed on that day was playing Persona 5, and now that's gone. At least you'll still be playing Skyrim. I probably yeah, <laughs> and the, like the ten other games that I have on my backlog that I'm never going to beat. Um, I've actually been playing. Uh, remember Dawn of War, Warhammer, all the yeah, yeah, games. yeah, yeah. Had those on Steam and firing those up. Those are, I don't want to say the classics, but I think if you know if you never played them, you should give them a shot. They're old, so they're easy to run and uh, doesn't take much. Um, they're really good games. If you're into uh, RTSs or real time strategies. Uh, those games are fucking cool, and and Warhammer in general is fucking cool. Like, it's based on a a board game basically, but it's not really a board game. It's a collectible miniatures game. It's really fucking complicated that I had no desire yeah. to actually I, get it into. It looks harder than D anD D. It does look like, harder than. It's way harder. I I was at the our one of our local uh, board game stores recently, or one of our local hobby shops, and there was a group of people playing uh, Warhammer 40k in the back there. They have this little area set up where you have a table, right. and it's two guys basically. They just had their armies on the table, and they just had tape measures out, and they were just measuring yeah, the distance that. between units. And the the like the rule books they had were like phone books, and they're just they're just sitting there like yeah. running through. Okay, well, if, yeah, well, if this happens, then the, then this is what should happen, and then they're getting their their tape measures oh, yeah. out so they can judge how distances and it's like that's too much that's it's really really intense i still don't understand how the game works because i've never actually sat down and tried to learn it um because i have no desire to right dungeons and dragons is about as complicated as i'm willing to get i, I like deep complicated board games and strategy games D D is is about the high end for yeah. me on that kind of There's thing a tape measure i'm not fucking no yeah uh i, I mean yeah let's talk about D D, man so you're in my dungeons and dragons yeah. campaign that i'm running currently it's going pretty good you think so oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, all right class, so. good uh so, so which uh, actually jasmine uh glued my axe and hand back on so my character as is a weapon again yeah yeah I'm very happy yeah trav's that. uh trav's miniature kind of fell apart uh in the last <laughs> game <laughs> shook it one too many times. yeah yeah he was looking at it a little too much fondling <laughs> it um so what what is your character uh, he is a half elf, I guess, barbarian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> he uh, he has a cool backstory yeah. where he comes from this like northern island um, of tribe of of barbarians who, uh, well, his his your character's father 
was the leader of this tribe, and during one of their raids on the mainland, he actually found this elf woman who he took as his wife, basically, in secret from the rest of the tribe because they wouldn't be accepting of it. Because yeah, they're they, racist. Because they're racist. Uh, and and they, had, they had a child, which is you. Um, <laughs> like a D20 racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're probably not the most friendly people in the world. Um, they're kind of cut off from the rest of society uh, just in their own little world there, but they are the kings of their own domain. Right. Uh, and, and then, yeah, he... The cool thing about your character is that he, because your father didn't want anyone to know that he had a an elf wife and had a child with her, he he cut off your ears. Um, so yeah, the, just the, like the tips are. Yeah, so that you would you would look you would look more human. Yeah. Um, but because fucked you, up ears. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up ears. But because you age differently and everything, it becomes apparent later on that yeah. you're actually not totally human. Uh, which Something causes up. causes yeah. problems, and then some magic shit happens, and your tribe gets into some trouble, and you have to actually sit down and try right. and figure that out. Which is all part of the what will be part of the story hasn't happened yet, but all the all the characters in the in the game that I'm running, uh, I helped write all their backstories and everything, um, just because we were all doing this for the first time, and no one was very comfortable with it, so nobody really knew what to expect. So because I knew some of the rules and everything, and it was my game and it's my world that I built. Um, I helped everybody kind of come up with their own designs, but I, I, I pushed them along as best I could. They would come to me with basic ideas and I would say, Hey, let's, you know, pump this up a little bit and make this sound a little bit better or make it fit into the world a little bit better. You actually did most of the writing on your character. Like you, you brought out all the main plot points and showed mm-hmm. me exactly what you wanted to do. And then I just filled in some of the minor details yeah, and, yeah. and wrote it up and put it up there. Um, Pretty which sure I did it the night you brought up D&D like you guys want to do this and like fuck yeah and yeah I think that night I started writing my yeah yeah a couple of our stories a couple stuff. of our friends decided um last year actually that they wanted to have a board game night um we were doing it once monthly we haven't been able to keep that up obviously because people have been busy and everything yeah. um but we still do sit down and play board games occasionally uh and I fifth edition had just been released not too long before that uh and I'd kind of been looking at it being like oh you know, I played Dungeons and Dragons before and this seemed like it might be interesting, but fourth edition seemed really complicated to me and third, same with like um, third or, or advanced Dungeons and Dragons, even Pathfinder, all looked like games that were maybe a little over my head and I didn't really want to get to do them uh, or I didn't want to put the effort into making them work for me. Uh, but then fifth edition came out and everything I was reading about it, people were like, oh yeah, you know, the game, it, it runs a lot smoother it's not quite as complicated they've simplified it but it's still deep enough to have a lot of fun with and it's more about storytelling than it is about like the mechanics of combat and the fourth edition from what i understand was a very tactical game it was very much about positioning and and about the mechanics of the fights and everything like that this is much more about uh role playing and dealing with situations in other ways than just hitting things with swords and axes uh, which inevitably does end up happening, but maybe not as often as it would have happened in 4th edition. Most of the... Um, and again, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff from scratch, so I'm like, I've built my own world. Uh, I have my own... It's it's based on, on a, a Dungeons & Dragons world, but I've taken it and spun it into my own kind of thing. Um, the continents and everything are my own design. Um, like, the world basically is my own design. So it gives me a little more freedom in terms of storytelling on what I want to do um, just because I don't have to follow any doctrine or anything like that. I can just pretty much make it up as I go, which is helping me a lot. Uh, and it gets my creative juices flowing, <laughs> which is fun. Hopefully the only juices. Well, I mean, they got to take breaks, right? Yeah. 
I can't be writing twenty four. <laughs> can't be writing twenty four seven. Uh, and so yeah, so uh, supplanting the characters into that world is really interesting and a lot of fun. And I'm I'm glad that everyone is having a good time with it. Um, I guess we went off the trail a little bit though. I think from what you're expecting, well, especially that, at the beginning there. That's the thing that is was, that I, uh, I I can't really know what you guys are gonna do. So as much planning as I do it doesn't really mean anything because you guys could decide just to do whatever you want, which is totally fine. And I accept that that's the thing that's going to happen and I'm totally for it. Um, I, I want you guys to just be free form as much as possible. Uh, I, I don't want you to feel like you're conjoined or, or constricted into a certain path. Although I might have to start doing that just to make the games go a little bit faster. <laughs> Cause right now we have eight people playing which takes a long seven, time. Only seven days in a week, so it's kind of... Right, exactly. Uh, and, and, and getting everyone together to do it is a, a difficult challenge that is kind of becoming harder and harder to accomplish um, just because everyone has work and school and lives other than Dungeons & Dragons, which whatever, if you want to live that way, that's your choice, kinda I guess. Bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. Um, if everyone was just more dedicated to the fucking game, <laughs> I think we could do it a lot better. Um, but it does give me time to work on the on the game outside of, of actually having to play because if you guys if we were doing it once a week there's no way I'd be able to keep up right. with the stories and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's turned out to be pretty fun yeah. and I, I think for everybody it's a good get get together. You know, it's it's a good game. Yeah, uh, and if you guys are interested, like I said, fifth uh, edition is is way simpler. Well, I won't say way simpler. It's still probably the most complicated. Well, it is the most complicated <laughs> game I've ever tried to play. Uh, and the rules are, are deep enough that they give you structure, but they're not so rigid that they make you feel constrained to follow them. Um, this game gives the dungeon master a lot of freedom to kind of do what he wants. Uh, and in my game, at least, uh, the way I'm trying to run it is that uh, story trumps gameplay, and then gameplay is just in service of the actual story itself. So if we do, if a character does something that maybe is against the rules, technically it's just kind of bending them a little bit, I might decide to let it slide if it's a really cool thing that happens. Um, like Trav's character in the last game had two enemies facing him, so he decided he was going to take a swing of his axe. And he just decided to drive his axe through both of those I guys. I got lucky with yeah. the roll, so. Yeah, he tried to, and, and he rolled a, a critical d20. So I was like, okay, I'm yeah. going to let that happen because you, you rolled a d20, so this is a cool thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which normally isn't the thing you're supposed to be able to do. But because it was neat, I, I decided that was something that I was going to let happen. I wonder if there's cer- there is. I wonder if there is certain attacks though, or something like a move. I guess there is. Know. Yeah. Um. Some uh the fighter the fighter class gets um some abilities where he can do multiple strikes within the same turn. Right. And I think I think the barbarian gets something where he can attack multiple enemies at the same time. It's probably a rage thing or something. Yeah. I, I'm not exactly 100 percent sure on that, yeah. but I I know there are abilities. Rogues have some abilities too, where they can make multiple attacks during the turn. Um, th- th- there are ways to do it. It's just that uh, your guys, you guys just reached level two, yes. and we haven't actually played as level two characters yet. But at level one, you don't really have that many abilities. You're you're not that good at your job yet, uh, so you can't really do much uh, at, at the moment. But as we as we kind of get in the game, it's going to get more complicated, and you guys are going to be able to do it a little bit better. Yeah, pretty hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I I wonder how far we'll actually get into the story that I've written because <laughs> I I've written stuff that's like way down the line of, of things that you can't really do yet because they're probably too complicated and too hard for your characters at their level to actually accomplish. Um, but there is an overarching story that's, that is like going through hundreds of, or if not thousands of years of, of history in this world that I built. 
Um, but right now, everything's just kind of condensed into this one town that you guys are in because you're all still new to this game and new as characters and your characters in the world haven't really experienced any of this stuff yet. Um, so everything's kind of condensed and, and seems pretty straightforward, but it's not. Uh, so I'm wondering <laughs> how long it's going to take us to actually get to what I consider to be the cool shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the way our schedule's running, it probably be a while. Yeah. If we play once a month, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, which lets me kind of keep everything in line. Right. And yeah, most of my spare time these days is spent working on the podcast or working on Dungeons and Dragons. At least like when we play the one a month or whenever we play it, at least, you know, it's not just for like an hour or something. At least we have a few hours in there to get somewhere. Exactly. Then, yeah. 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 I, we, we get to, we get to sit down and I think the, the games we've played so far, the sessions have run about four or five hours yeah. each. Um, which sounds like a long time and it is, but when you're actually playing the game, I don't think it it's, it by. seems, it doesn't seem that long. Right. Uh, even with eight people, uh, the game's designed for between like three and five players. So I'm kind of breaking the rules there. Right. It's not a rule necessarily, but the it's way they've designed it's kind that of a game, guideline, I guess, yeah. it's, it's a guideline yeah. because it makes things a little bit quicker, snappier and, and a five party, uh, a five person party is a good rounded, uh, party. Usually if you have, a variety of classes. Right. Um, they can usually handle just about anything that, that you can throw at them uh, within, you know, reason. Yeah. Uh, you guys haven't really fought any terribly difficult monsters, but that's going to change, I think, in the next session. I'm pretty excited because some stuff is about to pop off that I <laughs> wish I could talk about, but I fucking can't. At least two, I think, in a way, it's a good thing we didn't really pick totally around a character because, I mean, with eight people, we could we could have been set up with, like, a, I don't know if I should use the term, like, tanks and healers, but... We could have easily been set up with like two or three tanks, yeah. two good healers, and then literally sat there and let you know let them do the thing, yeah. Um, so I think the way, like, the good thing is that everyone just chose what they wanted, and we just went with it. Yeah, know? yeah, I, yeah. I, I told I told all the players before we started that they sh- don't worry about the like the party composition. Don't worry about whatever their other people are doing. Look at the races. Look at the characters. Look at the at the classes choose one that you like that you want to play and jasmine and, we need you to heal and jasmine <laughs> so to jasmine we've been talking about her jasmine is travis's girlfriend um how long have you guys been going out now uh april, oh. so two well how many months after april now i don't know two years and change now. yeah so um so that's not bad april, Congra- so congratulations to yeah, you guys put up with me this far so yeah yeah <laughs> um so she's also in our campaign and she's our dedicated healer she's our cleric um which the way she she'll tell it is that she doesn't like that class <laughs> uh, but at no point did I force her to do anything <laughs> no. I very much told her that she could be whatever she wanted yeah. but at the time we didn't have a dedicated healer so it would kind of suggest it would kinda, I kind of said you know you guys don't have a dedicated healer so if you wanted to play that class right. that would be helpful but again don't feel pigeonholed to being forced into doing this um, and now she won't let me live that down. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, but yeah, in the last game, like she rolled initiative, which before combat happens, everyone rolls initiative, which is just a, a D20. Whoever rolls the highest number goes first, and then you go in ascending order of, of whatever number you rolled. She rolled highest. She got to go first, and her option was that she chose to do absolutely nothing, <laughs> uh, which is a valid thing that you could do, well, I she guess. she's a healer, so I mean, maybe she just waited. Yeah, yeah I, I think the thing is she just doesn't understand how her magic works yet. Well, and, like, she she ha- has a kick-ass she, class. You she know? has, like, she yeah, she, she has spells that she could use that she chooses not to because yeah. I just don't think she understands them, and I've tried really hard to explain them to I mean, her. For fuck's sakes, we gave her a raven, like, you know. And yeah, she made a big stink about wanting a pet. She started out wanting a pet dragon, which I said no, 
um, because that would break the game. You can't have a pet <laughs> dragon at level one or probably even level 15. Uh, or at all, a dragon. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Dragons are sentient creatures that have wills of their own. Having a pet is kind of a, I don't know, it's a dubious proposition at best. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I said no dragon. She's like, okay, can I have like a, a familiar of some kind? And I said, okay, what do you want? And she chose a, a raven. So she has this raven that follows her around um, that actually ties into her backstory pretty nicely. Uh, as a cleric, she follows a god, and this god spoke to her basically through her bird. Um, so I, I think it works out in the end, and she does use it, just yeah. maybe not as much as she should. And and yeah, like the cleric in this game, it's not your traditional like healing class, right. where where you think of healing classes in in video games and and other games, they're kind of squishy characters wearing cloth armor that are standing in the back casting healing spells on characters. Clerics are not designed to be like that in uh, 5th edition. In 5th edition, they are probably the most robust characters in the game because of the different domains that they can choose. So you can build a cleric pretty much any way you want. If you wanted to have a cleric that was like a frontline fighter, you could armor them up in plate mail and put the, a double, like a, a two-handed um, mace in their hand and put them on the front lines and have them dealing out fire spells and doing a bunch of crazy crap to undead creatures if you wanted to, or you could go with a, a character more focused on healing, which is what Jasmine did, right. uh, and and then have her maybe be in a mid-range character where she's going around healing, focusing on healing the party and keeping the health points up, but she still has cool magic that she oh, can yeah. use offensively uh, right. that she just doesn't do. Yeah, I think she, once she reads over it a bit more, like she, cause she could still just you know hang in the back and heal, but I mean, throw a few spells out there once yeah. in a while. And- I mean, I mean, part of it is I think everyone's still getting used to actually playing the game and right. having only done it a couple of times and also being level one means your your options are kind of limited in what you can do. As you guys level up, get more experience using your characters, it's going to make more sense to you of why you would want to do something in certain situations. Uh, and I think things are only going to get more interesting from here because the stuff I'm going to be throwing at you is going to be a, not quite as combat focused. A lot of it is going to be role play stuff um, that's going to have a, a kind of deeper level of gameplay to it where it's not just, okay, I go in there with my sword and I stab this guy in the chest and now he's dead and we completed the quest. There are going to be other options for, for solving problems uh, outside of just physical violence. And also you're going to come up against monsters that that's not an option for. You just physically couldn't beat these things in a real right. fight. So you're going to have to think your way out of it. Uh, and with eight people, that makes it even more interesting because now you have eight voices all trying to put their two cents in on a, on something and get a, a solution to a problem, even though you're like in this crazy fantasy world. It's so fucking cool. I love Dungeons and Dragons so much. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to play again. I, I might do an entire podcast. Maybe it's one of the solo ones where I'll, I'll delve into my actual world. Uh, building, and I'll, I'll maybe talk about the the thing that I've actually done uh, and show the writing that I've done because I've written. I don't know what the last word count was. The last one I checked was like uh, eighty five hundred words that I've written for this this thing, which isn't terribly a lot, but a lot of it is kind of um, encyclopedic descriptive stuff of like, okay, w- what was the world like at this point in history? You know, here's a timeline. Here's five hundred years ago. Here's a thousand years ago. What was what was life like? And, and how did we get to where we are now? Right. That kind of world building stuff that doesn't come into play a lot during the actual game. But for me, it's nice to have that information just kind of off the cuff whenever I need it and when well, I want it. It might come in handy. So. It might. Yeah, you guys, like, uh, again, 
I'm trying to be as well-rounded as I possibly can because I never know what you guys are going to do or what you guys are going to talk about uh, or what your options are for like actually going in there and, and doing something. I've, I've tried to plan for every possible situation that I can think of, but there's no way that that's actually possible for me to do. A lot of it's going to be game time. A lot, a lot of it is uh, even just like, I'm learning even just the last couple of games that I've, I've run. Um, a lot of the planning that I did wasn't technically necessary because you guys never really focused on those things or, or it was too much detail on stuff that wasn't important or that couldn't really be important to the players because they don't know that stuff. So it, it became more of like, okay, this is what's happening, and now I have to ad-lib or come up with something just on the spot. Um, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but there was stuff in the last game I know uh, where during combat something was happening, and, I, and in my head as we were playing I realized, okay, well, the monsters would act in this certain way during this situation, so that's what they're going to do. Right. But I hadn't written that in the in like the the profile for those monsters that I had done. Yeah. It was just like, no, this is this makes sense in this situation because this is what the players are doing. And so I think I'm actually going to prepare less in the future, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have less notes and everything like that. Have the baseline for what I think is going to happen right. or or what the main story is in this quest, and then let you guys kind of play through it, and then just kind of make up whatever I need to to make up. I think that'll help too. I think that'll. Best way to do it certainly make my process a lot faster, which is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to come up with ways to make the thing faster because right, right. now it's taking me a long time to actually get this, like ideas from my head onto paper to make it to make it work. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm really slow and I procrastinate a lot, so writing is very difficult for me. Dungeons and Dragons is a good excuse for me to write. It's a good excuse for me to work my my brain muscles, but. I need. I just need to get more efficient at it, and I need to get less bogged down in the details and focus more on how does this affect the moment-to-moment gameplay, and is this still fun for my? Is it fun for me to do? Is it still fun for my party to to play through? Uh, which I think so far things have been pretty good. Um, but yeah, as as we go into the future, I think I'm going to talk more about Dungeons and Dragons later, uh, just because it's probably the most interesting thing that I'm doing right now, other than the podcast itself. Uh, what next? You got anything, Trav? Anything you want to talk about? Not right now. No, you shouted out Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So every episode I'm trying to pull together an article or something that I found online. I spend a lot of time um, on the internet, as we established in the last episode. And I'm trying to point my listeners to uh, things that I I found that I like. So uh, today what I'm going to focus on is an article written on Kotaku by uh, Gita Jackson, who is a, a writer I've been following for a little while. Uh, I first found out about her when she started doing a, a podcast called uh, uh, Match 3, which was her and Patrick Klepik, who was another video game um, writer that I, I was following at the time. He was working at Giant Bomb for a while. They moved on there from, from there to Kotaku, and now he's over at uh, the new Vice Gaming website, Waypoint, which everyone should check out. I think they're doing some really interesting stuff over there. Him and Austin Walker are really strutting their stuff, and I, I think it's unlike any other video game kind of writing that's out there on the, on the world right now. Um, but yeah, so Gita Jackson uh, wrote an article on this video game called One Night Stand, which is a game about one night stands. Uh, in this game, you wake up naked in a stranger's bed and try to piece together how it happened. While the scenario can play out in 12 different ways, the story as a whole is a gentle look at how two people can come together and what happens from there. I haven't played the game. Uh, I think it's a really interesting idea. 
I've never been in a one night stand. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I can't even imagine. I figure it must be the most awkward thing that's ever happened. Trav, your uh, thoughts on one night stands? It's easier just to leave that night instead <laughs> of wait till the day. <laughs> I find it like I don't know. Hopefully they pass out first. I like that depends on the situation, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, so you're not worried about the one night stand actually happening. You're worried about how you how you cheese out. How I cheese out, or what will happen the next day? <laughs> you know, certain things like, well, it's a one night stand. You know, you're kind of gambling a bit. Right. Crapshoot. Crapshoot. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes a crapshoot. <laughs> Hopefully, they're not crazy. We've led very yeah. different lives, you and I. <laughs> yeah. I spent I, I spent way more time sitting in my room alone than you spent <laughs> more time getting drunk at parties. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not judging to each his own, <laughs> and I'm not saying that either one of us was right to do yeah. what we did. Well, if someone's asking for advice, just get in and get out. It's Literally and yeah. figuratively. Yeah. Because yeah. And use protection, kids. Yeah. Condoms on the eye. Yeah, exactly. No scrubs. And if she says she's <laughs> pregnant, it's never yours. So. <laughs> Deny, deny, deny. deny, deny. Exactly. She can't prove it. Don't submit to a blood test. Exactly. <laughs> Science has never worked. Um, she had a one night standing with you. I'm sure she's done it before. So, but yeah. So the, the article is interesting. Again, I'm gonna post it on the on on the um, on the podcast uh, little notes there, so you guys can check it out. Uh, I like games that deal with weird human situations, and I'm one night stands or something I've never experienced and I don't think I ever will <laughs> I can't I really can't imagine myself at this point well, I don't know how much they can go with here like you know like get drunk at a bar or well it's the thing like, I don't drink anymore <laughs> and I don't like so I don't have a reason to go to bars in the first place other no. than like going out with friends because they're Ooh, drinking ch- and I'm chicken just, wings chicken wings yeah <laughs> I'll go for wings yeah, fuck yeah but wings. I've never gotten laid in wings no <laughs> it would be amazing though yeah, god <laughs> If we could somehow combine yeah. chicken wings and sex, <laughs> we'd be on to something. It's a million yeah. dollar idea. But like keep like you order the chickens by the pound, not the <laughs> one night stand. I'll have the I'll have the one night stand special, yeah. thank you. Uh, I'll get the Thai chili and, and a pound and of wings, please. <laughs> I like them spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Trying not to be racist. <laughs> Which doesn't always work out. No. Two white guys will explain race to you. Yeah. Just come yeah, to us. Exactly. We we can explain all those world situations to we you. We don't get it. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> what that's it. We've never had that situation. Race has never been a problem for us. No one has ever looked at either of us and said, You can't do a thing because of the color of your skin. <laughs> so, Unless you're hunting or have a Metis card or well, something. Well, uh, yeah. Which, as far as I know, we don't. No. I might be. I'm sure at some point there's some... Aboriginal yeah, blood I in my feel like it line, more and more down the line. Eventually, it seems like every every it seems like every other person I talk to is like, oh, I just AT. found out that yeah. I have at some point. I mean, I don't even know how many T cards work. Like, do you have to have a certain percentage or something? I think now it's yeah. I think you can only go back for certain your, generations. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, like, yeah, you can go to one of those genealogy geolo- genealogy sites and like send them your a tube full of your spit and they'll figure yeah, out like there's like two percent of me yeah like they're like where where you where you were actually from um, which I don't know how accurate those things are they uh, they, they, they seem kind of they seem kind of iffy bullshit. to me like what what it, what it, what gene tells you you're fucking from you know well I, I believe that part I don't believe the that this company that's charging like fifty bucks to do this 
I don't believe that their tests are sophisticated enough to actually give you that kind of information where like, oh, here's a percentage, like an accurate percentage yeah. of like, okay, Eastern European, Germanic, um, Nordic, like Yugoslavian or something like that. That doesn't make sense to me that, that some company would be able to well, make money doing that. I've seen some of the stats out there and it's like people are literally from each like country or whatever from the world, it seems like there's so many percentages. Well, there was that, yeah. um, I don't want to say it was a... I read an article, I didn't actually follow up on it, where, like, you could trace the genealogy of the entire human race to a single woman in Africa. And and she's, like, the progenitor of the entire human race, basically. Um, like, every every person alive, you can trace their genealogy back to this single person who, who was alive in Africa how many thousands, tens of thousands of years yeah, ago. Um, and I don't know if that was true or if it was just a thing that I read on the internet. Um, it sounds believable to me, uh, but... Uh, again, also, I, I'm with you. I don't understand how how the science is advanced enough so that we can it, figure it, that is out. Is it because of her? I, I'm crazy in the head. Like, is it like, of all of people's problems because of this one chick? Well, like yeah. her, her like her like memories yeah. are passing yeah. down yeah. through your well, genes. Well, like, you got this one chick they're all from. What happens if she was fucking crazy? <laughs> so now you got how many generations of crazy? Who think the other people are crazy, even though we're all from the same crazy chick? Crazy is a thing that evolved through human race. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Like, yeah. Th- thanks, woman. Maybe she had like a, a heart condition or something. Yeah. <laughs> I really like junk food. Well, I can blame her, I guess. Cause, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they had like Doritos well, back in that. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> no, you're right, Trav. I don't know. I don't know that they didn't have Doritos in 10,000 BC. <laughs> Before chips. Before chips. <laughs> That's what BC stands for, yeah. is before chips. You didn't know. It's uh, on Wikipedia. <laughs> so. It's good. And the uh, uh, first flavor actually wasn't regular. It was uh, sour cream and onion. Yeah? So That's um, what you're going with? No, I know. It. Wikipedia. Oh, I, yeah. I, I know it. Uh-huh. That's not what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wasn't regular. Travis is an educated man, in case you guys didn't right. know. He's going to school. Educated guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> It's going off the rails. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't have a plan. Yeah. Uh, I think next time I have you on, I'm going to have more of a structure. I might have better questions to ask Maybe you. Maybe alien stuff. Maybe alien. Yeah. Do you want to talk about aliens? So Tra- so it's kind of one sided. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about something that's different about Travis and I. Is uh, Travis loves a- ancient aliens. Okay. Well, hang on. And he's hang big on. into conspiracy theories, and none of them are true. And he thinks that I don't know Nazis live on the you, moon. They could. No. They don't. No. But they could. No. You don't think we haven't no, been I, there in a while? Haven't been there in a while, John. But that, that's it. No one has been there in yeah, a while. Exactly. Except I for the Nazis. <laughs> the, the the current Nazi party, I don't think they have the money or the technology no, on, right they're now. They're on prison, shaving their heads. So. Yeah, exactly. Like their their concerns are not about the moon. No, <laughs> their, their concerns are very much grounded on yeah, the earth and uh, what's going what's on right between now. Between them and the fence, pretty much is what they're concerned exactly. About. <laughs> like yeah, they're they're like the least of their concerns is what's happening on the moon. Mostly, they're about. Uh, how many Mexicans are getting into the United States? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They made it over the fence. Why can't you guys? <laughs> Come on, Nazis. The Why fen- can't you make it over the fence? The fence of space and time and to get time to the moon? Prison. Yeah. Do you actually believe in aliens? Uh, not to the extent of ancient aliens. I'm not going to become a... What, what do they call it? Like the ancient the, alien like, fucking... They're doctors or like something. Yeah, shit. yeah. Doctors, you know? quote unquote. I'm not going to deny there isn't something out there. There's just there's no way there isn't. I think some specialists believe yeah. that it's like if you just start a sentence with that, yeah. you can say pretty much anything. Oh yeah, 
and no one can be like, well, people think that some people believe, and it's like, okay, Uh, and then you proceed to to say it as if it was fact. I I think there is. I think they've been here. I you know I don't know what or when. Mm. I think there's been some sort of extraterrestrial life. Life, you know, maybe it came by. I don't want to say it's never going to happen, but I I believe aliens exist. Like I think if you look at the vastness of the universe and how much life exists on our planet and you look at what what the building blocks of life are, like carbon-based life forms and what what we deem necessary for life to exist. Yeah. And you look at what percentage of that material exists in the universe and how most of the universe is made up of those base materials. I think it's just the vastness of, vastness of space makes it physically impossible for other life not to exist somewhere in some form. Whether or not it's life that we could recognize as life or or anything like yeah. that is is far beyond and our I mean, understanding. It could be life from other things that we don't even know about either. That's right? the other There's thing so is, is that, that we're all we're basing our search for life based on on what the conditions of life are here on earth but if something in another galaxy might have evolved to to breathe sulfur or something um so so we're looking maybe for the wrong things and then whether or not we've been visited by aliens i have no idea um maybe i think so it's doubtful it's i think it if it actually happened it happened probably when we were still fucking throwing sticks around probably yeah. yeah Uh, I, I mean, but even now, like, I, if, uh, an advanced enough civilization would come to Earth and look at us now yeah. and say, not worth my fucking time, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to keep going, because uh, these people are doomed anyway, so <laughs> what am I going to do? Exactly. I feel like there was some point somewhere where we made the wrong turn, that that's why we're not finding these things. Was it electing pr- Donald Trump as president? Was that uh, it? That's a more recent that turn. That was a part of it? That That's going to definitely not help. Yeah. Like, there's been other things, but yeah, no, that's not going in the right direction, I guess. But. What if Donald Trump is an alien, though, Trav? Some scientists believe Donald Trump is an alien. Well, what the hell? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the, like, you know, whatever helps him sleep. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Our country's falling apart because of the alien. <laughs> We would never do this to ourselves. It would be a good thing to unify us. Yeah. If, you, if you needed a good way to get the human race together, it would be if aliens existed. Yeah, get everyone together and watch Independence Day. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Trav. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. America. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, I'm glad we cleared that up because I've always been kind of questioning whether or not you actually believe that I believe, aliens but, uh, built the pyramids. I, well, maybe they help. But. Oh, for God's <laughs> I won't, I won't go into it. That's that's insulting to slaves, Trev. Yeah, <laughs> slaves. Well, they maybe maybe if they spoke up, maybe you guys should have made a union or something. <laughs> you know, they did. It was called Moses. <laughs> oh, okay. And Judaism. Yeah. You know, what? I bet half of them drowned. I bet that fucking lake wasn't even open the whole time. Uh, let's not get into a religious talk because that's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he divided the water. It's called a bridge. Uh, they went over a bridge. <laughs> he didn't divide anything. Or maybe it was low tide. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, who knows? There's no... Man, the Bible's cool. Yeah. I mean, it has really interesting stories, and I like those stories, but... I just wish there were comics. I, I wish the There Bible is. There's a there's a, a, a there's a company, there's like a Christian organization that makes Christian comic no, books. No, but like, I wish it like, oh, generated like, from... Com- like, oh, you know like I mean? Iron Man was Jesus Christ and well, no, Captain no, America. Like the first Bible, like Jesus and everything, but... The guy didn't write stuff down. He he drew pictures. Oh, so, oh! Like, you actually want him to <laughs> literally draw comic yeah, books? Yeah. So I, I kind of wish the first book was like comics, <laughs> so it shows Jesus, you know, whatever, making people unblind and whatever. 
<laughs> like comic strips, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was in the Sunday News. And they're like, have you guys heard about this Jesus fella? Yeah. Apparently yeah. he's doing some pretty neat stuff. Just looking the funnies and, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's there with Marmaduke and... <laughs> Um, There's dude, a real family circus. Been watching any TV or anything lately? Any shows? Uh, you know what? I kind of I like to consist with Netflix. I kind of stopped watching. Uh, try to watch the odd sports game. Oh yeah, but, you're. Uh, oh, so there, here's the, another thing where Travis and I diverge as human beings. Is he's really into uh, hockey, and I'm not. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm into it, but don't ask me things about it because I'm not. Well, but, sure. but but I mean, like you're when you were young, you played. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. like your parents, your your whole family basically. Your right. parents were big into the being the hockey oh, kids yeah. and. Um, I'm I kind of, I'm kind of an outlier in Canadian culture where I don't really care about hockey at all, uh, and I don't drink coffee, and I don't really drink a lot of beer anymore. I don't drink beer at all anymore. And I was never really a big fan of beer. Uh, I think moose are terrifying. They um, are terrifying. They are. They're yeah. all those people who are like, oh, moose are so cool. No, they're great, they're, but they're they're, they're they're cool, but they're like the <laughs> scariest fucking creatures in the face of the yeah. planet. Uh, they like. Videos of them just getting hit by trucks and just walking it off well, and being fine. Went on a family trip out to Banff. This is a long time ago. And, you know, oh, shit, there's a moose case. We stay in the car. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good thing to stay in the car. Yeah. Outside, look over. Because you have no chance outside the car. Right, exactly. <laughs> Never mind inside the car. Like, yeah. you don't even have a chance. Your odds are already car. low. low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is before selfies. This is before Facebook. The, you know, people are trying to take pictures with these fucking moose. Yeah. So, of course, you got to have the one broad walk over to the moose. Thank God it wasn't the selfie stick. Uh, walking, okay, <laughs> you know, ready for the picture. And it's slowly walking up and just standing there taking pictures. And I see this woman get charged by a moose. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm just thinking, this is before selfies started. Yeah. So, like, how many people now... B- before our world was recorded 24-7 yeah. because we all have really high-quality cameras exactly. on our phones. And just... It's like that video of that girl who's skiing and she's got like a GoPro and she's like shooting herself with a GoPro right. and behind her a like bear a bear is just yeah. running at her full full yeah. fucking force and she has no idea. No idea. Uh, I'm glad she was a good skier. Good, yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good for her because uh, otherwise otherwise you'd be yeah. dead because that bear would have killed you. Or it took a break. You know, like a thing you kept going. Like I like to take breaks. I would have stopped. Yeah. I, I, I've never been big into um, snow sports. I, I did. I've tried skiing before and I snowboarded for a little while, but I was never actually good at it. It was a lot of me crashing and tumbling down the side of a hill. I think it's a lot of devotion. Yeah. Uh, I just, I never had the desire to put the time into it to actually get good. Uh, I'm sure I could if I wanted to. I've been thinking about buying a longboard for some reason. That's that's like a really long skateboard. I don't know why. Like I have a really short commute to work. So I usually walk um, most days during the summer. It's getting colder now. It's mid-November here in Winnipeg. Uh, I don't know if you, anyone knows anything about Winnipeg out there, but we are consistently several days throughout the year. We uh, we are usually at least one or one or two times during the winter. We are the coldest point on the earth. Right. Um, we've beaten Mars once. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> we've done that a couple times, uh, or at least once. It's it's a nightmarish place to to live <laughs> in during the winter. Like like we're talking really bad days. Minus consistently, we have multiple days that are in the minus thirties. Um, Celsius for our, our American listeners. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, yeah, but that's trust, your fault. trust me, it's fucking cold. It's your fault. Uh, like, like go do the conversion right now on Google, yeah. and you'll be like, "How does anyone live in this yeah. place?" Uh, and that's a good question. Uh, there's no real good answer. How does anyone live in this place? We don't know. Uh, the, everything gets really slow when it's that cold. Exactly. Uh, the world just kind of kind of tends to stop. Um, where was I going with this? Really cold temperatures. 
Oh yeah, winter sports and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so so I can during the summer and during the fall and everything, I can walk to work. It takes me like ten minutes. It's easy to do. I was thinking maybe if I had like a a skateboard or something, it would make my commute a little bit easier. Uh, I I could just buy a bike, I guess, but I don't have anywhere at work to put the bike, and I would be scared of putting it outside and having yeah. it stolen. But a skateboard, I could bring into the break room and just keep in a corner somewhere, and no one would do anything about it. But that would also involve me learning how to ride a skateboard, yeah. uh, and that might turn and out our to roads be. Roads are so shitty. That's yeah. also the other thing. Uh, granted, I don't have far to go, so I could probably do it. And then eventually, I could upgrade to like a boosted board, which is one of those electronic, like powered skateboards. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. They're like fifteen hundred dollars, but that'd be pretty fucking yeah. sweet if I had one of those. So I'm thinking, hey, maybe uh, at the very least, it would make for a good podcast topic. Maybe next year during the summer, I'm gonna buy a longboard and try and learn how to ride it to work. Yeah, those pretty things are pretty intense. Become one of those douchey guys, and I'll start smoking. Um, I don't know, vape rigs. <laughs> but uh, what are the? Oh shit! I can't. Those big long hoses and the a hookah. A hookah. Put the hookah at the yeah, end. Yeah, you, you want to smoke hookah? Yeah. <laughs> on the end of your longboard, and I think there's a hookah bar somewhere in Winnipeg. It wouldn't surprise me. There has to be, right? It, well, yeah. Vape shops are popping up all over the place like fucking wildfire. Um, you can't like you can't walk down our our kind of main shopping districts without seeing three or four of them just newly opened vape shop like yeah. right next to each other, and then two weeks later one of them is going to cause you know eventually a couple of years. Five I years I just I actually just watched a video on YouTube of um so there's a, a YouTube channel called SciShow. It's made in part by the the Hank Green and John Green, who are the Green brothers, who are, are like the vlog brothers on YouTube. They have a, a vlogging community there, um, and I follow some of their stuff. And they have a, a show called uh, SciShow, uh, where they they go over daily science stuff or uh, or like astronomical things that are happening in the world. And they they do really good reporting on those things because they're doing it from a scientific aspect, not like a like you can see, oh, something happened in the scientific community and it runs on the CBC or something like that. But the people reporting on that don't actually know anything about science, so a lot of that information is, is secondhand. These people are actually in that community and they're they're doing their like really due diligent research on this stuff. And they just released a video on the science behind um, vaping. And the science is that no one really knows. Yeah. Uh, like, like it hasn't been around long enough for it to, to really like to have any long term testing done. The testing that we have done has had some conflicting um, results. One of the things that they were talking about is a lot of the early vape rigs, the metal coils that they used to heat up the liquid, the stuff coming out of China wasn't a very high grade metal. So it was actually chipping off pieces of metal during the, oh, yeah. the heating portion. So you might as well be welding. And then you were inhaling vapor of metal <laughs> of like this really cheap like zinc oxide right. shit. And that's not good for you. <laughs> um, but but they, they haven't found, as far as anyone can tell, any conclusive evidence that, um, like, the, A, it, it doesn't really prevent people from smoking, from what they can tell. It seems like the, the test studies that they did, just as many people continued to smoke after using vape rigs as those who didn't, so there's no real conclusive evidence there. But they were pretty small sample sizes, so we would have to do a... Someone has to sit down and do a large-scale, long-term test of, like, 10 years with like 10,000 people or something right. like that and see what the actual long-term uh, effects are. And then you have to do all the like all the different liquids that are out there right now. Oh, yeah. um, and I think Canada just now is getting in the process of regulating that stuff of like you have to meet certain requirements for what's in those vapors. Some of them smell those vapors. So fucking terrible. I don't like them at all. We have a couple friends who vape uh, and both of them are probably going to be on the podcast at some point as well and I'll talk to them about that. Thank um, you for doing outside, though, by the way. Yeah, thanks, guys, for, awesome. for not being assholes about it and, and like, just being like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go outside and vape. That's a cool thing for you to do. Um, I see a lot of people in, like, 
restaurants now who don't think it's <laughs> like not rude to do that yeah. or not a shitty thing to do that where you just in the middle of a restaurant I start just, vaping. I just hate walking into these fucking random clouds of shit. Oh, yeah. cherries. Great. Yeah. It smells terrible. Yeah, this one smells like chocolate yeah. strawberries. Awesome. Another uh, fucking cloud. Yeah, and now it's in my nostrils and I can't get it out. And oh god, oh god, oh god. <sighs> I don't I don't get it, man. I've never been I've never been into smoking. Uh both my parents smoked for a long time. Um uh, my dad just one day decided he was going to quit and he hasn't smoked since and it's been like 15 years <laughs> like pretty good. yeah he has pretty good power of will when it comes to that <laughs> kind of thing uh but my mom smoked for like the majority of her life and everyone in my family did for a long time except well me and my sister never never took it up but i i, I saw it and i like my house still smells like cigarettes and i fucking hate it um i never got into it and i've never smoked weed either so i've never done anything exciting as it turns out and yet here i am having a <laughs> podcast the least exciting podcast ever <laughs> Cigarette free. Cigarette free. I can guarantee <laughs> that. I'll put that as a watermark on the on the podcast. Yeah, contains free, no yeah. carcinogens. No, no secondhand smoking will be received. <laughs> Done here. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else. That's kind of it. We talked about D and D. We talked yeah. about Ubisoft. Um. Oh, video of the week. So one of the segments. I uh, again keeping in line with me spending a lot of time on the internet. I spend most of my time on YouTube. Uh, it's a good place to waste time. If I get home from work late or something like that and I need to do something before I fall asleep, I'll just put on some YouTube. Uh, you can find a lot of good shit on there. So every episode I'm going to I'm gonna post in the, in the notes of the podcast, I'm going to post a video that I think people should check out. And I made Travis watch uh, one of the, well, the two that I, I picked uh, this time around. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. And this <laughs> one, uh, if you guys check out Video Game Donkeys, uh, which is the name of the channel, this guy who does video game related video content it's not reviews or anything like that and it's not really let's plays either he just kind of finds interesting things or things that he thinks are interesting about video games and then uh makes uh these weird viral videos out of them and the one he just did is a comparison between the western commercials for different video game and console releases for like the wii u and certain certain games that came out here in the west versus the Japanese version of, of those commercials. Uh, and I love Japan. I love Japanese culture. Their television programming is some of the weirdest on the face of the planet. It's in-fucking-credible the things that come out of Japan. Like, their game shows and stuff are awesome, and I love it. And this really showcases the difference with differences between our cultures because it's fucking insane. And I know it doesn't really play well for the radio, but you should go out and check the video uh, if you're already on SoundCloud looking at the at the podcast. Go and do that. Travis, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Aliens? Uh, we got hockey? Whatever. No? Uh, keep talking about video games if you want. Uh, All right. Uh, so, so what did I pick up on the sale today? Um, I got uh, Titanfall 2, which I'm really excited to play. People are saying everything I've heard, apparently Titanfall 2 is like... It the, looks cool. It looks fucking awesome. But God, I'm, I'm worried that's cool. kind of like a Call of Duty hype again, you know? Like, it's going to be amazing for a week, and then... It doesn't seem like... It, it seems like the know. people that are playing it for long-term, like the multiplayer and stuff, are having a lot of fun with it. Uh, the, the PC community um, doesn't seem to be doing great with it. Like, the, the, the numbers aren't just aren't just aren't just there for the community to actually be kind of vibrant and, and useful. Like, the, the, the player counts are getting down to the sub, you know, 50,000 uh, players uh, a day kind of thing, which sounds like a lot if you don't understand the metrics of those kind of video games. If you look right. at, like, what Battlefield 1 is doing on the PC, where they've got 
hundreds of thousands of players at any given time. Uh, means you're not having to wait for matches or anything like that, and you're not playing with the same people over and over and over again. You have a larger pool of players to go into. So people are moving to the to the console versions. So that's what I picked up today. Hopefully by the time this podcast is done, it's 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 done. It's downloaded and I can actually play it. <laughs> Although I'm going to be editing the podcast, so I probably won't be able to actually do that. Um, but yeah, from what people are saying, like it's the best shooter of the year, which is a bold fucking statement yeah, considering the shooters yeah. that have come out this year. We had Doom, Overwatch, um, Battlefield One is apparently really good. Although I I played the, the beta for it and I really loved it, but I haven't actually had a chance to sit down and play with it. I'm going to do that on my new computer when I get it uh, built, hopefully sometime soon. Um, but yeah, me Call of Duty and Infinity Warfare. Yeah, uh, you know that amazing game. I haven't played Call of Duty <laughs> in a long time, dude. I think like Black Ops One was the last game I yeah, actually sat no, down and played. Never touching Call of Duty again. So I don't know if ever again. Like I've thought about it. I thought about picking up uh, the the last one, Advanced Warfare, nope. was on sale for like no, twenty five bucks. No, you didn't. You didn't think about getting. It. I did. No, I I, didn't. I thought about it really hard, and then I didn't do it. <laughs> Um, which, considering how impulsive I've been on purchasing stuff in the last week... That's your conscious speaking, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, I, I really did think about getting it, though. But oh, but oh, now I have mistake. so many fucking shooters to yeah. play that it doesn't matter. Just don't even think about it again. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I are both really into Overwatch. Let's talk about fucking Overwatch, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, know. Overwatch is a first-person shooter made by Blizzard that came out this year. Uh, it started its life as Blizzard's next multi- massively multiplayer online game. So for everyone out there, uh, I keep talking like everyone I'm speaking to is into video games the same way that we are, <laughs> but I have to realize that probably some of them aren't. So Blizzard makes World of Warcraft, and e- I imagine even people who aren't into video games know what World of Warcraft is. You probably think it's the nerdiest shit in the world. Yeah. Travis and I played World of Warcraft for a long time. Yeah, it, on and off again. On and, we, we, we started out in grade... I think oh. ten or eleven, right? At least, yeah, high school, for sure. Like, so like wow, 10. wow, yeah, wow would been out probably for a year, probably by the time we started playing it. I think. Yeah, we kind of waited a bit. Yeah, we we never really we didn't get into it right away, um, but but then one of our one of my friends at school brought me over to his house and and basically showed it to me, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah. And then I showed it to Trav, and he was like, holy shit! Yeah. And then we both started playing it together, uh, and it was a really good way for us to do a, a community activity that we could both work on together and we started out playing as the horde we were uh, <laughs> trolls, we were trolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck yeah trolls, trolls the best character trolls are the best character yeah man yeah. all, the, all, the, all the races in that game are a different like ethnic yeah. background and it's all and you got the cool really racist <laughs> but like if it was anything other than like hey this is trolls you'd be like this is kind of offensive and not okay of course, they got rid of their jokes and stuff, though, because it's too... Yeah, it's too a little too much, yeah. Um, yeah, we started a, a guild at one point, uh, <laughs> which is basically a, if you want to build a community in that game where you can have a bunch of people all working towards the same goal, you can build a... a you can With a certain amount of money and a certain number of people signing your register, you can build a, a guild that essentially allows you to have people come over and, and really play uh, with you for long periods of time. Um and do dungeon raids and everything like that and we we called it the bone well we were gonna call it the bone biters <laughs> I don't know how to spell Travis doesn't know how to spell so he spelled biters as bitters bitters so we became the bone bitters yeah uh, so it sounds like we already bit them I yeah guess, right? it's a, it's a weird it's a kind of far out there name that people had to think about that, that's how good we were that's how good we were, we're like you guys are bone biters no we're no, bitters, we're bone so bitters. We, we, we've done it already we're done. our bones are bitter yeah, we're bitter to the core dog. Yeah. And it was 
basically just you and me and some random people that we found in World of Warcraft yeah, they, who were like, hey, do you guys want to join our guild? And they were like, okay, sure. And then they never logged on and again. And then they never logged on again, and it was just you <laughs> and me wearing our fucking towers, yeah. running around, doing crazy shit. And now, of course, like, well, later, this is now, I guess, they have guilds where people are giving them money and they're making money and fuck, I wish I knew that. Yeah. Knew that, yeah. There, back then there was no way for us to really monetize our addiction. Um, but we played world of Warcraft off and on for, I don't know, probably five or six years. Yeah. At least, at least that we stopped playing two years now. Like last time we played. Yeah. Two years ago, I, I think, so, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we, we played two years sober, two years sober. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, 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 we quit the first time we quit the first time and we both said, you know, the, the game, is fun to a point, but eventually you reach a point where you've you're you're just doing the the daily stuff, and it's just a lot of grinding, and not many of the like late game quests are really that fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, not good. Then the yeah, and like you if, if you don't have like a regular raiding group, trying to get into those is really hard. And at the time, like getting into dungeons was difficult because you yeah. had to find people and everything have, like that. Uh, they didn't have search for a group. Yeah, they didn't have search played. engines for finding groups and stuff like that. Um, so we just decided, you know, we spent so much time and also money because it's a monthly fucking subscription yeah. to play this game. We, we were done. <laughs> we were done. We we're like, no, we're out. We're never playing this game again. Uh, and then they released one of the Which expansions. Expansion was it? Uh, it we, no, we came back for the one before the one that just came out. Uh, we, we, we were still playing when Burning Crusade came out. We yeah. were still consistently playing. Is that where the werewolves came? Is that when we started playing? Mm, no. Uh, or did that happen? The werewolves we came before that. I think that was during Lich King, wasn't it? There was the one with the draw. The drawn eye yeah. came out. And the blood elves. And the That's blood the elves. First one, and that kinda. that was that was the first one, and we were still playing during that. And then the Lich King came out, and that was the worgen and the goblins. Yeah, I think. Fuck, I hate goblins. And I don't know if we came back for that, or if we were still kind of playing when that came out. Maybe it was oh, was it Mists of Pan? No, we no, we quit between we we quit between Lich King and Mists of Pandaria because we never we never actually picked up Mists of Pandaria when it came out. Oh, okay. And and then when the last expansion we came out, we picked it up okay, again because I remember we played Panda guys before. It was the one with the dragon, the Deathwing, where every where the dragon oh, killed okay. everything. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the, basically they did a they did a, a a reboot of the world basically where this dragon called Deathwing comes and destroys Azeroth, which is the world you're playing in. Uh, and and then like the game had changed enough by that point that we were like, hey, maybe we should start playing yeah. again. And I, I forget which one of us pulled the trigger first, probably but it, it probably you. <laughs> and then as soon as you pulled the trigger, I was like, well, I can't yeah. let him do this alone. I, mean, I think we jumped on our old characters at first, right? and and it was like uh, we can't play these fucking guys. They're so, so <laughs> shitty. What the fuck's going on? Um, and and then and then I think we I, we picked up Mist of Pandaria at the same time because we got it for free when you bought the expansion or something yeah, like that. That's what, yeah. And then we played Mist of Pandaria and then also the cool. the new content. Mist of Pandaria was actually really interesting. It was probably yeah. one of the better expansions. It was really different than anything else that had come before it. Uh, and yeah, the, so the last character I played was a Pandarian monk, and I was a healer class because I was always better at playing support classes anyway. I was a good tank and I was a good healer. I could have played DPS, but if you play DPS, which is a damage per second in that game, you're never going to get... Uh, well, it's going to take you a lot longer to yeah. get into dungeons and always shit like DPS. that. Yeah, Drive was always DPS. Um, and then we played that for a while as yeah. well. Again, got up to the point where we were like, okay, now we're going to get into the raiding and stuff. Basically, we got to exactly the same point in the game where we did, where we quit yeah. the last time, and then we quit again. And we were like, okay, never again. Yeah. And this time, I mean it. 
Okay, well, me, I don't know yet. You you <laughs> have talked about getting back into it, and yeah. I wanted to punch you in the head because <laughs> I won't let you do that to us, Trav. Our friendship can't they survive the this again. So much again, and but they haven't. They make you think that they have, but it's still. I know. The, and then I'll quit. I'll the just quit again. I'll just quit again, John. Yeah, after you spend seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's better than coke. Yeah. Better than coke. I I don't know anymore, Trav. I don't know. I've never done cocaine. I've done a lot of World of Warcraft, and I can't tell you which one is better. I can tell you they probably cost about the same in the end. Probably. That's probably not true. Cocaine is probably pretty fucking expensive. Probably a bit more sketchier to pick up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can you can you can go into like the black market of like the World of Warcraft subscription things and get (laughs) like get but dime buy time cards for, or like I have cocaine. I'm going to trade them for time cards. (laughs) Cartel and the wow. Yeah, people do that. I mean, they they like the the League of Legends stuff. You can you can look at people who like going out and buying all the points cards for League of Legends. Like they could just go to all the like Seven Elevens and stuff yeah. in a, in a city, buy all the points cards they can, and then use that money to buy drugs because it's technically clean money. Or or they more likely they sell drugs and then use that money and launder it through right. League of Legends, which is like that's funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been hacked. Where I think. Diablo 3 would probably be the best one. He got hacked, and the guy, yeah, bought a bunch of shit. Yeah. Made all the characters super strong. And Was going to sell the account yeah. for money, because you can do that. You can you can build up a... World of Warcraft is the same thing, where you can... If you build up an account that has, like... Like, what's the limit now? Like, eight or nine characters yeah, on a single account? Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and it's what's, like what's the point every class. Yeah, exactly. You can, buy, you can buy an account that already has all of the stuff that you would normally be working towards in that game done. You have all the best equipment. You have all the everything unlockables that you can yeah, get for those races, and mounts, and all shit. that shit. And then you can just do the high-end gameplay if you wanted to, but you're paying premiums for those accounts, and it's totally not legal or within Blizzard's terms of service to do that. Uh, as far as I know, uh, like, I don't know how they would stop that. Um, and But then, like, what's the point of playing the game? Because the, the fun that you and I have out of it is during the early parts of the game, yeah. like your level 1 to 10 stuff, like that's where <laughs> I have the most fucking fun. Running around. Running run around doing dumb shit, doing dumb fetch quests and everything like that. That's where I, I enjoy that game. Um, that, man, that game, the, the, the tag that it kind of pulls you in with is the community aspect of it, yeah. of like yeah. your your character, when you when you become a better character, it's because you're working towards something else with a group of people. If your character is better, it means your team has a more likely chance of surviving certain encounters, and therefore you have people depending on you to constantly make yourself better because it makes their job easier. And if their character is better, it makes your job easier. Yeah. And it's this loop of like, okay, well, the people are depending on me to do this because we have a raid yeah, in a couple of weeks. and Yeah, and I have to be in the right place at the right time to make this work. Fuck. And it's... It, that's where that thing digs its fucking teeth into yeah. and really drags and you down. Do people take it seriously. Oh yeah, it's scary. If, if you if you want to get into to weird situations where people are really into yeah. their fucking thing, uh, like World of Warcraft is a good way to, to see. I I know like I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like, yeah, these people are crazy and and it's all just nerds sitting in their mother's basements playing these weird games yeah. and never going outside or seeing the light of day. Unfortunately, that does happen. The majority of people who play World of Warcraft are totally normal people. They're people who run banks or something like that. And they just need something that's simple enough that they can just not have to focus on anything else um, but doesn't require too much effort to actually do. Like not drugs, though. Like not drugs. <laughs> World of Warcraft is a good substitute for drugs. Kids, if you're interested in doing drugs, play an MMO first. Right. I hear Final Fantasy XIV is pretty good. <laughs> if, if we were going to get back into, into MMOs, 
if you're serious about this, I'd say play Final Fantasy 14. At least it's yeah, different. That's true. I don't know. Man. I, 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 I can't let you fucking do it. Though. No, well, you can buy a $400 graphics card and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got on a tangent. Back to Overwatch. Overwatch is a game made by Blizzard. Originally, they were making another MMO that was going to not be a not be a sequel to World of Warcraft. But World of Warcraft at this game is an, at this point is an old game. It's like, I don't know, 15 oh. years old at least, something like that. Um, so at some point, a game made 15 years ago, no matter how much you update it, graphically and performance-wise, it's never really going to achieve what modern games can just because it, the architecture there is old enough that you can't really do anything with it. Um, so Blizzard was like, okay, World of Warcraft is still popular. Their numbers have been dropping off recently. They're, they're losing like you know hundreds of thousands of subscribers or tens of thousands uh, a month. But they, ju- they did just release a new... Uh, addition, so I, I bet their numbers are back up to where they wanted them to be, or, or they're more safe than they were. Uh, but they're still not hitting the numbers that they used to, uh, which sucks for them, but whatever, Blizzard, yeah. I don't care. Um, they're fine. So they were making <laughs> this MMO, it's like a near future, or a distant future, sci-fi kind of first-person thingy. Uh, but at some point during the development, and the game was in development for like five years or something like that. It's like it's like long time and a lot of money and time invested into this thing. They decided, or they, they, they realized game wasn't as good as they were hoping it would be. Uh, it wasn't turning out to be what they wanted it to be. So they just said, well, what can we make out of this instead? And what they made out of it instead was Overwatch, which is a class, well, not a class, but it is a character-based multiplayer first-person shooter game. Uh, team-based competitive game. Tons of uh, unique characters. And Every character is unique. They all have different weapons that do different things, and, and they have different abilities. You have characters that can heal. You have characters that are better at long range of characters that have um, time-shifting abilities. Like a bunch of... There's one of them that's a monkey that can use shields. Game is fucking incredible on every level. Like, it, it's so well put together and well thought out and well polished, and it is an incredibly fun game yeah. to play, and you and I have both been playing it pretty much since it came out and haven't quit. <laughs> um, so it's just too bad they don't have a campaign or something for it, you know? Like they'd have that, yeah, they have so many storylines. They 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 show they show you some backstories and like cutscenes that they release before they release characters and things like that that show you this larger world. No part of the game ever really goes into that stuff. It's just hey, choose your character, go into a match, play the match, kill the other guy, win yeah. the game or lose the game. That's pretty much it. The lore would be cool to have, but if once you play the game and you feel how good it feels to play that game, like that other stuff doesn't really matter in the in the long run. Uh, it's a good game to like just sit down and if I have an hour or two of free time where I don't really have time to do anything else, I can't watch a full movie, I can't really do much else, I can maybe watch some anime, or I could just play a couple matches of Overwatch. I know how long they're going to take roughly. I know I'm going to have fun doing it. Uh, and like end of the day, maybe I'm exhausted. That's all I have the energy to do, and I will do that. Uh, who are you playing right now, Trav? Who's your main? Oh, well, I don't really main. To be honest, I just I kind of like to pick uh, characters that. Okay, do they have a healer? Do they have a tank on the match? You know, whatever the team needs. Situational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like McCree though. Yeah. He's pretty kick ass. I I can't play McCree. I, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about him. I just don't. I don't got it. McCree is a like a. He's like a Western yeah. cowboy kind of guy. He's a six shooter, yeah. and he can put people to stun people and stuff like that. And his abilities are really neat. Um, I mostly main uh, May or Diva. May is this. We've been having this debate. We don't know where she's from exactly. Well, she's from Alaska or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, they just came out with a new update. I guess last week or 
yeah, I think last week or this week or something. Yeah. And uh, they have a new map, Antarctica. And usually characters uh, have, have a, a map associated yeah, with them. So she is associated with Antarctica, but I'm pretty sure she's Chinese. Because she speaks Chinese when she does like her little quotes. Yeah. But she doesn't really look Chinese. No. I, don't, I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. But anyway, her, her powers are all based around ice. She has a, a freeze ray gun uh, that can shoot icicles and then also can freeze characters and stop them in their place. And she's just the biggest fucking troll in the world. Oh, yeah, like yeah. she just, there's no better way to piss off other players than playing May. And that's what I'm good at is just being a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, and she also has like a really great healing ability where she can make herself invulnerable for a little while right. when she encases herself in and ice. Has a lot of health to begin and with. she has more health than most characters of her kind of type have. So she's really survivable in most situations. And then also she's just a dick. <laughs> and I love, I love dick. being a dick in this game. It's so much fun. Uh, that's that's. If you let me be May, I can almost guarantee your team is going to win because it's so much fucking fun for me to to do that. Uh, but I'm kind of the same with you. I'll, I'll I'll do whatever the team needs. Like whatever we we don't have, I will I'll step in there and be the healer if I need to. I'll be Lucio. Uh, he's pretty cool. He's a yeah. he's a Rastafarian guy on rollerblade like cyber rollerblades, and he his gun shoots music. Um, it is it, fun to change it up too, though. Once in a while, I just pick a random. You know. So the new uh, the new update they uh, added up a whole bunch of new modes, including a, a one versus one, which we're totally gonna do at yeah. some point. We're gonna have a match, you and me. And the only thing is, it sucks is the, when you play it that you don't choose a character. It's it's, it's random, and random. it's it's the same character versus the same character, yeah. which I can kind of understand because you you could theoretically have matchups where like a sniper and like you you would have characters where one of them is is designed to counter that other yeah. character and so that would that it, it makes yeah it makes sense to have uh, have have mirror matches but yeah the random the random thing's not the best but whatever uh, and then they have like 3 versus 3 now and uh one of them is a a, a random randomization yeah. thing that's the so one i'm playing yeah that's the one i'm playing the most because every time you die you you start as a new random character uh which means that team composition doesn't matter anymore because it's all fucked up anyway it's just play as best you can with the team that you have yeah. because you have no other choice and i find that really interesting and really fun so I, i've been doing that a yeah, lot i like the fact that they brought the loot back like that loot box system they have now yeah gives you more reason to play instead of yeah. waiting to level up yeah you can un- you can unlock loot boxes that unlock skins and and all this yeah, stuff and that'll happen more frequently now. yeah you, you can't really gain anything that makes you a better player um there's no like other weapons to choose from it's just the characters as they are never really changing uh, i mean they update them and stuff like that if they need to do balance changes yeah. but did you uh, see some notches new update yeah so yeah, yeah I, I haven't actually looked at what like, she gets a second ultimate right yeah so it's uh it pretty much produces shields and it looks like a big orb and you just run through it and it gives you a bigger shield and it's really cool but they've been having issues if you youtube later it's been glitching the game. Mm-hmm. So they, they would go to a map and a couple of players would do whatever match so they could keep using their ultimate. Yeah. And they were firing them into the sky. Well, it turns out the, the roof, like the ceiling, the ceiling of the, the map really high. Yeah. But and the shields didn't disappear when they hit. They the just ceiling. keep going. They kept going. Oh, and wow. Slowly. There's like this click, 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 click. Uh. So they kept firing them in the air and it just looks like there's UFOs everywhere. And it eventually close down the server wow because it just broke the game that's awesome yeah so <laughs> you got you gotta check it out after but uh it is a nice concept too because some is at the time was just 
You can only use her at certain. She's a very in the specific game. character. Like she's not. She's, she doesn't have a lot of hit points. I mean, she has a, like a, a regenerating shield thing, yeah. but it's not that strong. Uh, her weapons are very situational. She's only really good in certain maps if you're doing defense or or, or offense in certain other maps. Right. Um, so so yeah, she she's been a character that not a lot of people play just because she doesn't have that many use cases. So it's nice to see them kind of working towards making her a more diverse character because I do like playing as her and I'll play with her anytime I have the chance to because um, I think she's cool and setting up the fucking uh, turrets that she right. she uses are awesome and it's really fun to watch people have to deal with that. Oh, and just the excitement of actually setting up a teleporter. Yeah, like it, it, like her ultimate is really fucking powerful, especially yeah. on some of the defense maps and stuff where you, like running from the spawn point back to where the fight is, that's what decides how those fights go. Right. Uh, and if you can cut that in down in any way, that's a huge boon to your team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I... I She's fucking useful as hell. It's just a shame that she just doesn't get more play because she's only useful in those specific yeah, exactly. situations. Um, is that is that live now or is that just in the test servers? I think it's the test servers. I'm yeah. not sure if it's on the computer. I think it's just the test servers. It's probably just the test servers because I, I don't think I've seen it yet. Uh, have you played much Sombra yet? Uh, a bit. She's uh, she's all right. I mean, another character you're good with it or you're not. All right, yeah. Obviously, uh, she's pretty weak health. Um, cool abilities, but yeah, again... Almost a situational character again. She it's is, really yeah. hard to find, especially on the bigger maps and stuff. I, I think she has great potential. I just don't think anybody knows how to play her yet. Um, I certainly don't. I've only I've only played maybe one or two matches with her. Uh, I think she's cool, but they're like like you. I don't understand really how her abilities are yeah. useful yet. Um, the hacking thing seems interesting. I guess it's it's a it it could be a game changer if it, yeah uh, like you know how you have those like. It's near the end of the match. Everyone's fighting in the one, like the last area to mm-hmm. take over. And when she uses her ult, it shuts everyone down, right? Right, they yeah. Shield. They can't use their abilities. They can't use their abilities. And that's a game changer. Like Reinhardt can't even yeah, use a shield. Exactly, yeah. Stuff like that. But again, it's it's really hard to find that right moment. And she seems purpose-built to defeat certain characters, yeah. like Reinhardt, uh, or, or certain people whose abilities are really problematic for other characters. But yeah, you're right. Her health isn't great. Um, she has that teleporting thing, which yeah. is a cool and concept. She has like a grenade that you can throw that is actually a teleporter. So you throw it and then you hit a button to activate it and you teleport to wherever the great l- grenade lands. Right. So you could theoretically arc it up into the sky and just throw it to who fucking knows where yeah. and then just teleport to wherever it lands and that can jump you across the map pretty easily. Or drop it down somewhere strategically, and then if you need to get out of a situation, hit it, and it'll yeah. teleport you back to wherever the you were. The only shitty part is like it has a countdown, so I mean, exactly. So you have to, so you have to, you have to know time. when specifically you're going to be able to use it. Um, and then also, her gun is good, I guess, but it doesn't, it doesn't. Like her health is so low that she can't really on some of the heavier characters she can't do enough damage no. to really take them down before she's dead too. Oh yeah, like you're in and out. She's kind of like a tracer, I think. Like yeah, exactly. You she's abuse them. And, yeah, uh, yeah. She's she's a um, kind of an abusive character where she wants to get in there, kind of just scuffle with them a little bit, but then get out as quickly as right. possible. She doesn't want to stick around for a long fight, or or, or you have to be constantly moving with her. Um, so yeah, I'm, again, not the kind of character I usually play. So might take me a little while to get used to her. I, I like her design a lot. I think yeah. she looks really. Fun. I like all the designs. Blizzard is is amazing at character design. Very original for each. Very original characters. They all look amazing. Um, to the point that Overwatch porn is so 
crazily active. Um, you can't go on Pornhub without seeing it now. Uh, man. I kind of wish... I'm hoping the next character is a melee character or something, though. I, I think they need more melee in there. Something different, yeah. Yeah, not a tank. Maybe a boy character this time. Yeah. You know, I think they're kind of... No, I want, I want more pretty ladies. That's what I want. <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of hoping they start leaning a bit more melee because... Really, all you've got is like Genji and uh, yeah, Reinhardt. Even Genji, he's shuriken, right? He yeah, shuriken, yeah, that's so. true. He his 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 melee. So Reinhardt's really the only yeah. melee character you have. I know, I know. They said that they're working on a character, but the, he's still very early in the concept phases. Like they don't really have an idea right. of of what his abilities actually are going to be. Um, Sombra, it seems like they had her pretty much pegged down from the point the game was launched, yeah. and they knew they were going to be releasing her, along with um, the other the Pharah the. Um, or what's the sniper's oh, name? Uh, Anna or something. Anna, yeah. yeah. Anna was the first character that they released after the game launched. Um, cool concept, but fuck, she's... She, yeah, I, I like her a lot. Uh, I just, it's it's she's really hard to use. Yeah. You really need to be in a good position to kind of, to make use of her abilities. Again, her ultimate, where she boosts everybody's abilities like yeah. crazy, that's awesome, as long as you use it in the right situation. because yeah, you know what? People team up on the guy that gets boosted. And, and then, it. then it's wasted, yeah. yeah. Um... So, so her healing ability, like being a sniper, I've never been a very good sniper in these kinds of games, especially on the console. Um, so using her actual gun to heal people is kind of more difficult than normal healers. The crappy part, too, is like a lot of the healers, they, well, I think except for Zenyatta, too, but like he at least has a shield. Their health usually goes back up. Hers hers to, doesn't. Yeah, you need to use your nade. Or yeah, yeah, health yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's a little more susceptible to damage than the other healers because I think yeah. most of them have a, a, a way to heal themselves um, uh, some way because they're generally squishier than a lot of the other and other you, players. You can't really use her. Well, you can. It makes the match much more difficult. But I mean, usually there's another healer on the team too. Right. So I mean, yeah. But yeah, that's that's mostly what we've been playing. I think Overwatch because yeah. <laughs> it's a game you can just kind of go back to. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Once done school and all that shit, then uh, straight to Skyrim, man. You want to talk about school? Nah, it's no? boring. I all just, right. Just Travis, past the halfway mark. And, uh, Travis is going for uh, carpentry. Yeah. Uh, he's going into the trades, which is... It's the way to do it. Good for him, <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I can't wait till it's done. Absolutely. That's pretty much all I can say. I know, I know you've been stressing out about it a lot, and of course you are because it's fucking school and it's yeah. it's a stressful thing. It's not high school. I can't not show up. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's so. that's the real eye opener, huh? Is that yeah? The <laughs> I have to go you, every you, day. You have to, <laughs> like, a because of the money you're spending on doing it. Yeah. And then b like you need this yeah. as a career plan, and it's like For this sure. ha- this has to happen, and the sooner the better, right? Exactly. So it it's now, like you so. just got to put the effort in. Uh, yeah. Sure. So uh, when are you gonna build my Dungeons and Dragons table, Trav? <laughs> I know it. Fuck that Facebook post. You know. oh, I'm, or, I'm, or the master builder or something. I, <laughs> I'm probably going to link a photo of this. Uh, one of our friends in our, our, our Dungeons & Dragons group uh, listed a, a thing in our in our Facebook group that uh, is basically a, a gaming table, a custom gaming table that has like felt padding on it. It looks like a pool table that doesn't have pockets in it basically and has little shelving units where you can keep your character sheets and all this stuff and like ink wells. And it just... A, where the fuck do we put it? Even if we do this, you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'm th- here's my here's my plan, Trav. Okay, we're gonna build like a modular table that breaks apart into smaller pieces. <laughs> that doesn't make it any harder. Well, just just do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the the table we were looking at. Like it's a minimum, like what five thousand dollars for that table at like it the base. It was thirty five hundred just to put your name on a list. Right, right, because they're because they're custom ordering them, right? So and it's then just it was like ten to sixteen for for, for the, the actual, actual table. 
I figure we could do it for a couple hundred bucks if we just go to the Home Depot and get some. I, I like the TV idea though. You get a bigger TV. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. There, there. there was one that I saw online. Some guy was like, yeah, "I did this for as cheap as possible," where he put a flat screen television, uh, face down or face up into a inset into a table and put a piece of plexiglass over it. And then he just used the hooked a, a computer up to the TV and just projected the maps that they were using in their game onto that television. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a fucking good idea. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, because that would save me the trouble of having to. Well, I would still probably draw the maps, but I could do it on the computer, which would make it that right. much faster. Um, like the map that I just built for the game, I had to draw circles, big 18 inch circles, right? Yeah. I don't have a protractor that's that big. <laughs> Right, like so compass or nothing. I don't have a compass or anything that's that big. So how do I do this? Okay, uh, well I sat there and I, 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 I found my center point and I used a ruler to draw oh, yeah, to draw yeah. points at every every like every couple of inches along a certain axis a distance away from the center point of the circle and then hand traced that fucking circle by myself. Should use a piece of string or something? I guess I should have trapped, but yeah. I'm stupid. And then I did that <laughs> three more times. Oh, <laughs> Well, I I, I, tra- I did it once on, on one of our reusable maps yeah. and then realized, well, I have to make disposable ones of this and I should have done it on fucking paper. And then I did it again on paper and then I just traced the, the paper around right. the other two to, to make it a, again. Um, but if I had the ability to do this on a computer, um, MS Paint, man, I can just yeah. drag and drop a fucking well, circle on there all day. If there is programs, if we find programs, fuck, well, maybe we'll just build a table with the TV. I'm done with that. Yeah, because yeah, it wouldn't have to be super fancy. It would just have to be... Yeah. Just got to make it kind of sealed. Yeah. Sealed so nothing gets like under the plexi onto the TV. Yeah. The plexi would probably be expensive, something that big. Yeah. I, I, we have it at work. I can I can pick some up. That's fine. Um, I guess the TV would be the most yeah. expensive part. <laughs> but, I, but it wouldn't have to be like a good quality TV even. It would no, just have to be good enough, right? Not a tube TV either because that would be a heavy fucking table. <laughs> no, I want it to be a CRT. <laughs> I want it to be a vector screen. <laughs> just a fucking heavy... Well, I made the table, and it doesn't need any legs. It's, it's basically an arcade cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, just a big piece of plexiglass sitting on top of the TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting on a sawhorses. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole like, thing. It would be sweet like if I had a place to store it. And then, I mean... Because if I had those units with like the... I guess not the shells, but the drawers. And stuff. You can keep your characters. You can keep your sheets in there. And, in you know, this table and never have to do anything just, with it. You know, it's just storage. It's it keeps, it keeps everything a little bit cleaner, everything yeah. like that. And there's a place to, like, roll your dice so you're not having to throw it. And this one had, like, cup holders and oh, shit. Yeah. And it's like, fucking I mean, I guess that. for $15,000, it yeah. should have fucking cup holders. <laughs> it better tell me what my dice just rolled. Right, That's yeah, how, exactly. It better, it better be, like, that That table should, should jerk me off of it, it for $15,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to roll? Yeah, just, just one second. <laughs> just one minute. <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so we're almost at the two-hour mark. I think that's going to do it for us. Um, again, I'm going to have you on on the program again, um, but next time I'm going to have more prepared. Okay. I just I ran out of time this week, guys. I'm sorry. It's been crazy. We've been preparing preparing at work for Black Friday. It's been this whole fucking thing. Um, it used to be about video games every time too. Yeah. To be yeah. Like. Uh, I'm going to have other people on who aren't quite into his video games as much as we are, so that not every episode of this is going to be about video <laughs> games, although a lot of them will be because it's a big part of my life, and you guys are just going to have to get used to it. Um, I think next time I'm going to have some real hard-hitting questions for you, but I'm going to throw them at you beforehand okay. so you can prepare for them. And yeah, because I some still don't even know what I am. Or right. No. You know, hey, neither so. do I, Trav. Uh, three episodes <laughs> in, we don't know who John is. 
Um, so, hey, guys, thanks for listening again, tuning in to uh, Learning Not to Hate Yourself. Uh, we've been I've been getting pretty good responses so far. I think uh, all the counts I'm at on all the episodes are past the, like 28 or 29 plays mark, um, That's and that's unique plays uh, for people. I've had a couple of listeners from uh, outside Canada and the United States, so hello to our, our foreign listeners uh, or listener, as, as, as I think the stats come out. There's one person <laughs> who has listened to all three things from the United States. Um, yeah, it's, it's been going better than I expected. I, I didn't really expect anyone to actually listen to this, but I think outside of maybe my core group of friends who would do it out of pity for me, uh, but, but yeah. Um, so still haven't gotten any emails from any listeners. So if you guys have any questions or anything, or if you have suggestions for yeah. segments in the podcast or something like that, um, you can reach us at LNTHY podcast at gmail.com. That's LNTHY podcast at gmail.com. I encourage you to write in. If you have questions for me or one of the guests I have on, uh, I will pass them along to them. And next time they come around, cause I will be doing this multiple times with them. I believe, uh, we'll shoot those questions at them. Or if you have things, specifics you want to know, if you have any ideas for segments or things you want my opinions on or, or anything like that, by all means. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Twitter if you go at LNTHY, all uppercase, LNTHY. Uh, you can get to us there. And then, of course, SoundCloud is where you're listening to this. I'm going to try and figure out a way to get this on more platforms. I'm going to maybe put it on iTunes, although I'm not sure how um, that process works yet. haven't really looked into it, but we will investigate that. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening, Trav. Thanks for coming yeah, in and doing this for me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> of awesome. course. Um, maybe maybe we'll have Jasmine on sometime. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> love you, Jasmine. Yeah, I love you too, Jasmine. It's just love you. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Be a, be a better cleric. How about? And then we'll talk <laughs> about you being on the podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I'm the I'm the dungeon master. I'm <laughs> supposed to be impartial to these. <laughs> I just. Just doing nothing is not the right answer usually. Sometimes it might be. You never know. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, signing out. Have a good evening. Teacher thinks that I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tonight I'll dream while I'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head about the bugs and alphabet. When I wake tomorrow, I'll bet that you and I will walk together again. Friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. <laughs>